Hello and welcome to episode 60 fucking 9 of NPS We Trust, a PlayStation podcast. My name is Delicious Davey and I am joined by the sexiest piece of fine wine I've ever seen. A fine piece of ass, if you ask me, Mr. Philip Hoy. It is about to get hot in here, baby. Spicy and a little bit of spicy meat. Mr. Spencer Davis. Yeah, boy, succulent Spence coming to oh, perform. Succulent Let's Ooh. get it, boys. Oh, I like it. He's on top form today. He is. This is, of course, episode 69 of NPS We Trust the PlayStation Podcast, aka the sexiest podcast on the internet, as voted by our fans. I'm sure we've put a poll out there somewhere at some point in time. And we have an amazing episode lined up for you today. Of course, it is the E3 season of old even though now it is called the summer game fest season so last episode we of course covered the playstation conference and we went into two and a half hours worth of talking through that this time we've somehow got the challenge of cramming in not one not two but three different conferences into the topic today when we talk about the ubisoft forward event the summer game fest itself and the capcom showcase wow going to be a challenge guys but we'll make it through somehow and of course on top of that we've got quick news which is stacked full of announcements new psvr news a whole load of stuff so it's going to be a great show for you but guys i want to first off say summer <laughs> how are you coping with this heat guys i'm not i'm it's, not it's just a nightmare it's just an absolute abject nightmare. I mean, you're round mine tonight, Spence, for those people that aren't watching us on video. And is that due to the heat or is it just you just wanted to get hot with me? As much as I'm not opposed to getting hot with you sometimes, mate. Not in this heat. It's a bit too hot. Too much heat for me. It's too sticky, isn't it? Bit too sticky. But at home, mate, it's, mate, it's diabolical. I've bought, which it was only £4 as well, the clutch, a cooling mat. Okay. Which is like basically a massive ice pack. Okay. And it's just a flat mat. And I just you're supposed to chuck it in the fridge for an hour. Well, that, that shit's in the freezer all day. <laughs> all day. And then you whip it out. What I do, I put it in my pillowcase. Okay. And I put that behind me. And it's you know when you first step into a pool and you're like, ooh. <laughs> yeah. It's like that. You <laughs> lean on it on your back. You're like, ah. <laughs> but you, you slowly press down. And then once you're on it, you're like, oh. And then give it 20 minutes, and it's so hot that it's melting, and you fuck, it's terrible again. It's gone. you got to chuck it in the freezer for another six hours. Phil, have you got any, any tips to try and stay cool in this weather? Because I, I suppose this is, this is, just to put this out there, for our international audience, you'll be looking at the news with the UK is having a heat wave right now, and we're getting temperatures of 25, 30 degrees, and you'll be sitting there going, <laughs> 30 degrees? I remember when I had my first heat wave because you guys get 40-odd degree temperatures. Yeah, but shut the fuck up, all right? Because we don't have aircon. It's true. And our houses aren't built of wood. They're built of solid brick, which is filled in the middle with stuff to keep your house insulated because we get cold winters. So when it's hot like this, thanks to global warming, it's roasting and there is no relief whatsoever mr hoy how are you holding up and do you have any tips to try and stay cool in this hot hot spicy weather 
Davey, I'm not built for this weather at all. I absolutely hate podcasting in this weather because by the end of the episode, I am dripping wet like I've just got out of the shower. And that's not because I'm sexually turned on by anything. It's not because I'm sweating, I'm nervous. No, No. it's the heat. It's driving the sweat out of my pores. And there's a puddle on the floor when I leave my office. But this episode... The eagle, uh, not eyed listeners, eagle-eared listeners might hear there's a, a bit of a buzz in the background. That's because I've gone out and got the air conditioner and pushed it into the office. So uh, sorry about the audio going forward, um, but I couldn't do it without it. Hey, no apologies here. No apologies needed, my friend. Me and Spencer have a little portable fan in front of us, so our our audio could be compromised. We had the window wide open, which I never do. Um, curtains wide open which is soundproofing uh, windows and for our people that are watching on cam thinking oh your production in Davy's room's gone gone downhill no TV on no little LED lights behind me I'm doing everything I possibly can not to save the planet but to save myself from this heat wave and if in turn I've got to act more like Greta Thunberg and be more responsible with electricity maybe now's the time to do it it's not it's not, is it? No, I never. If I could just pay for air conditioning and just put it in the entire house, like they have in a hotel, fuck me, I'd do it straight away. Yeah. I'd do it the straight dream. away. It is. The dream. It? Apparently, it's about five grand to get yeah, one fitted. Yeah. And you think, five grand just for air con. But in times like this, you'd be like, that's the best five yeah, grand I've, I've ever, ever spent. spent. It really would be. It'd, be. it'd be immense. And the thing is, like, I was saying this to the wife, not to derail us too much, but I was saying, wouldn't that, if we're go- going into a, a, a hellscape here in the UK where everything is a barren wasteland like Mad Max, right? There's no green left. Everything's just burnt because global warming just fucked everything, right? Wouldn't Aircon put your house value up at that point? Yeah. And her only response was your energy rating would be, wouldn't be wouldn't be in the A category anymore. It'd be probably a D. It's like, well, who gives a fuck? The Earth's fucked already. Is your point, energy category A anyway with your no. two monitors, PC, PS5, <laughs> there's another PC in there. How many monitors does a lot of use? Yeah, yeah, loads. Loads. Playing WoW all day. Yeah. Your energy ratings are G, mate. It's terrible. It's, te- it's in the bin. I might yeah. as well, at this point, I'm so bad, I might as well add to it with a full air conditioning unit. And I. Yeah, what's the other? Yeah, fuck planet. Yeah, fuck the planet. Fuck <laughs> or, the planet. Or, Davey, you did ask for a tip. Some people go to a hotel for a night. They take their missus away, and they take them to a nice air-conditioned room. Now, that might be an option a little later if this heat keeps going up, because I find it so difficult to sleep in the heat. You know, that £150 that you pay in at the hotel around the corner might be worth it. That's true. That is true. The, the tip I've heard, right, is getting like, and I don't know how reliable this is. I've never done it. But my, my dad swears blind. He's like, most of your heat, the place you feel, the place you cool down most, if you chill out your feet. No, yeah, true. And so he says, get like a little bucket and just sit. Like, it's, put your feet in that. It's your feet and it's behind your ears for your head, I'm pretty sure. So if you put like ice there. What I used to do last summer, I showed you a picture, I think, weirdly enough. So I was just in my boxers. Don't send him those pictures often. <laughs> I was going to say, this uh, wasn't the time yeah. you were rubbing ice on your nipples. Because no, I think that was for a different mate. reason, right? <laughs> I had an ice pack on my gooch. And it was just... You definitely oh, did okay, not send me okay. this. I got the picture. <laughs> like, you definitely did not. But I had my mini fridge there mm. with ice packs. I had three ice packs that I took out the freezer. Smart. And I just rotated them whenever they warmed up. Oh. And I just had one in my gooch. 
That's this whole smart. time is great. That is smart. And then, like, the Gooch is a really sensitive, weird place. You could feel it going up your body. It was sick. Oh, my God. And I was like, ooh <laughs> That is a top tip right there. So, listeners, if you're listening from the UK and this heat wave continues on any longer, get the ice packs in the fridge, chuck them on your Gooch, and you are good to go. Same. In the winter, boxes in the microwave. Same thing. Mm. Don't like that one, though. No. Something my dad used to do. No. That's proper council trash, that. Put them in the oven. Have you noticed everything, everything starts... Have you noticed everything starts with Spencer's dick? Yeah. If well, he's hot, my... warm the dick. Yeah, cool the dick down. If he's cold, <laughs> warm the dick up. It's the gooch, mate. The gooch in the general. The testes, you know. It's an overlooked part of the body, isn't it, the gooch? It is. Yeah, it's something I never think about. It never enters the mind. No. And I don't know... You're just scared that it exists. It's just a weird part, isn't it? It's just the, yeah. the it's just a set. All it is, it's just the barrier between your ass and your balls. Yeah, that's all. It's literally, it's just like your body's like, mm, maybe we should put a barrier here. Like, why didn't your your ass just go all the way around? <laughs> Imagine that wiping would be horrendous. Hey, maybe you could shit in different directions then. You, when you wipe, there'd be shit on your balls. That, mm, do you get shit on your gooch? No, but it's like the gooch <laughs> is a flat thing opposite, whereas your balls, I don't know, I'm quite young, so mine don't hang that low. I don't know about you boys. Gravity, gravity's a hard, cruel mistress. <laughs> Gravity's <laughs> doing its job. So I reckon you get poo on your nuts. <laughs> well, well, <laughs> we'll have to reach out to uh, some biologists. There's probably a surgery you can get to get rid of the gooch. <laughs> I don't know. People can get like there was that rumor going around one day that like Marilyn Manson took ribs out so he can nosh himself off. Yeah. Maybe, yeah. maybe with the without the gooch, you're that much more mobile. Maybe you can run that much faster. <laughs> no, you just save so much time because your shit comes out so fast. Yeah, it flies out. Job done. <laughs> It's a crazy thought. This wasn't even the question. This was just <laughs> this was just literally just a little a little throwaway. We always start our show with a question, listeners, and that question today is not so much a question, but more of a rant. I want to rant about summer, just in general, guys, because with this heat wave, it's reminded me why I fucking hate this time of year. Yeah, like actually hate it. With every fiber of my being. You know I don't like bugs. Yeah. Right? I have been fucking invaded by bugs. Not just one fly, not just two flies, but an army of flies and fucking spiders. And the awful thing is, I'm put in this fucking situation because I've got to leave every single window open because the house is in a fucking inferno. When that window is open, everything decides, looks alright in there. It's better than outside where shit is fucking boiling. Let's go in there. They come in, and then I have this identity crisis where I can't kill the spiders because they'll kill the flies. So I'm now just stuck living in this fucking natural disaster and all I want to know guys what would happen if we just wiped out every single bug in existence if we literally used all of man's power as the dominant species on the planet to just wipe out every single animal that either we don't find cute or doesn't fit a purpose that we enjoy okay so a lot can go into that not just bugs but bugs mm. at the top of my list that would be the first to get eradicated 
how bad would life really be if you just literally... Mm. I think about... In America, they did this for mosquitoes. They had a big outbreak of malaria, right, in the, in the southern states of America. And they went around and they just took, like, flamethrowers to lakes and just burnt their nests. Dead. Gone. Forever. Cheers. Thanks for coming. Let's just fucking dig up the ground. Let's just fucking kill them all. Concrete everything. Concrete everything. Fuck the ants. Fuck everything. You can leave flowers. Bees all right. I think bees survive. Honey. Exactly. They contribute. They do something. Wasps, gone. Flies, gone. Most of the bird population that feeds on them, gone. But fuck off. They're noisy in the morning, right? What do these things do for you? That's what I want to know, guys. What do you think? What do you think of my master plan? Let's use our, our plan to just kill everything. Kill everything or kill every bug? Well, uh, everything that do- that we don't really enjoy that much. Or anything that doesn't make an impact hmm. on your life. Well, I'm no scientist, but I watch a lot of The Simpsons, right? And they did something similar in The Simpsons where Homer did some time travelling and he went back in time and I think he stepped on a butterfly. And then he went back to the future and then that's when things started going strange started changing things weren't the same because of the butterfly effect now you're saying you want to kill every bug <laughs> yeah it you is. only kill one and and shit at the fan right things were going crazy in the simpsons so i can't imagine what would go wrong if you wanted to kill all the animals i'm just thinking like we've got the world as it is right now so it's not like a, a time travel situation where i'm going back and stopping evolution from happening and going back and just saying that first fly that comes out, like, given the boot or given the fly swap because for some reason these things have the best reactions known to man. They do, yeah. It's insane. Like, why isn't there a superhero that is just a fly? Because nothing will kill it apart from... this the wasp. Fly swap. Yeah, the wasp is... Wasps are easy to kill, though, aren't they? You can punch a wasp and they get drunk in the summer, don't they? They, they get drunk and die. <laughs> yeah. On street uh, they're attracted to jam. Oh, yeah, you could trick them real easy. You can literally put mm. them in anything. Dumb, aren't they? They are dumb. And if it weren't for the sting, they'd they'd get eradicated immediately. But I say we take the sting to them. We just go out and burn them down. The thing is, right well, now, like like tomorrow. Think about all the people that are like allergic as well. Yeah, they'd be better Saving off. their lives. <laughs> Great. Yeah. Sorted. I, I don't think there's a, a losing this. I think every animal that can't adapt to the fact that all the bugs are gone didn't really deserve to be here. I I reckon it's as simple as that. You know, all these birds, like you see these little, oh, it's a lovely little starling. Sure, they can't eat grasshoppers anymore because they've been wiped out. Does anyone really care? Yeah, but then they die. Yeah. So then all those little fodder birds, eagles and hawks can't eat, and owls. Yeah, but then maybe they start feeding on, like, other prey. Maybe they turn into cannibals, and there's a war. The hawks versus the eagles. Yeah. First, the owls. Okay, ooh. Night time battles now. It'd be sick. The owls the owls would get wrecked in the day. Yeah, but they strike at night. Yeah, they, they come back with a vengeance every single night. I, I think what would happen is evolution would just get sped up, and so that you'd end up having giant ones, and then it could be a case that you could... You've got an owl. I had owls. They're gone now. Oh, are they? Yeah. think you could ride that to work if it was giant enough, and then <laughs> you're saving the planet. There's no cars anymore because you're just riding your owl to work. Like Harry Potter. Economic, aren't they? Harry Potter never rode his owl. No, but he delivered mail, didn't he? 
<laughs> yeah, <laughs> he delivered milk. So they put them to work. And pigeons we... used to do that. Yeah, you'd eradicate pigeons now. Hmm. Yeah, they'd probably go. <laughs> no, they they survive because they eat bread and that. They eat bread. They eat, like chips, don't they? Uh, and yeah. That... So you're telling me seagulls would survive? Seagulls would definitely survive. Yeah, they would. Bugs wouldn't bother them because they'd put in no work. The only work they do is nicking sandwiches on a beach. Yeah, and fish. They don't. They I... they nick people's fish. Oh, fish that's already been caught. Yeah, fish and chips, mate. Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They're the laziest birds in the world. Yeah, they got it nailed though. They got they it just nailed down. For bins. Yeah, sorted. Legends, to be fair. Yeah, I no impact whatsoever on my life. If we wiped them out, we all in agreement on this. I think. Mm. I see no flaw in your plan. Yeah, nothing absolutely no flaw. I think we'll be completely impact. fine. I think it would be a positive impact for everyone. And it means then at least you can leave every single window open. You don't have to worry about moths coming oh, to be in. Fair, at home, we've got, you know, those little sticky tape, like glue traps. Oh, no, you got We've those. got one of those hanging from the light and it's covered in flies, like 50 flies. Well, we've just put it on there like two days ago because we have to leave the back door open for beer. They go in and out. Wee wee. Covered. It's horrible. And my mum's always like, these fucking flies. <laughs> it's just the worst. It's like, they, their whole point is, they they break down food, right? If you just leave it out. And then maggots come and all this stuff. I'm sure it'll oh. happen on its own somehow. I'm sure it'll... You said possibly. the M word. Well, maggots... Oh, I absolutely hate maggots. If Do I could you? get rid of one thing, it'd be maggots. Let me tell you about a time I picked up the bin, <laughs> took out the trash. There was a hole in the bottom of the bin. Maggots started falling out all oh. over our kitchen. I screamed like a girl and ran away. Someone else had to clear up that mess because I was not going in there. If this podca podcast goes anywhere and we get invited on Celebrity Get Me Out of There at any stage in the future, no way. It's my worst fucking nightmare. Maggots. Absolutely hate them. That's the one animal I detest. Ugh. Just and even saying it makes me freak out. They're minging. They're minging. And the thing is, like, Ugh. even if you've got a really clean household, they get in. They find a way. Yeah. These flies, I don't know what the fuck. They got, like, some kind of teleportation power. Because you'll have a Bro. closed bin. They get in there somehow. You've got to think. You leave a lollipop stick in your attic, fam. How are ants getting there? But they do. Find a they way. Get, they get, they smell it from... This, this sounds Portugal. like this really happened to you. Walk all the way into your yard, climb the stairs somehow, <laughs> and start licking your freaking lollipop stick. It makes no sense. I don't mind ants too much, i got to say. I, I don't mind them when there's a lot of them. It's fucking gross. It's minging, isn't and it? And what's their purpose? Take stuff to their queen. Yeah, it takes stuff to their nest, doesn't it? They're but kind of out of the way enough. And they're cool because they work together. Yeah, I quite like it. It's cool. I quite like but it. But ultimately, they're working towards nothing. <laughs> yeah yeah aren't we all I oh, yeah i was thinking Jesus <laughs> aren't, we all? aren't we all yeah, yeah. but yeah we're all ants really end of the day fucking hell this is so depressing right well <laughs> yeah my bad <laughs> li listeners if you've got any ideas on what the ecological impacts could be if i did wipe out every single animal in existence uh or especially the bugs bugs will go first and then i think depending on how well that rollout goes we then move up the food chain the next useless animal you know, maybe a badger. Because people just write their cars off with badgers all the time, don't they, in the UK? Get, get them gone. And they got TB. Fuck are they doing? They do look pretty, though. Right into the podcast. PSWeTrust at gmail.com. This time on NPS We Trust, what have the boys been playing?
So guys, it's been actually about two or three weeks because we took a nice break while we all went on a holiday, sunned ourselves, got the tans on, got the guns out, guns out, buns out, baby. I want to know what you got up to in that time. What games were you playing? Mr. Hoy, you've been super busy the last two weeks. Have you had any time for gaming? Well, Davey, I'm not really glad you asked because unfortunately I haven't been playing a lot. Um, I've been here, there and everywhere over the last couple of weeks. I have been on holiday. I have been away with work um, at multiple different conferences, so I haven't found a lot of time to play games. Uh, I did sneak in a little bit of bolt gun um, on the flight over to Spain uh, for my holiday, which was absolutely brilliant. Uh, loved it. Uh, need to play a lot more of that game. It is just Doom uh, with a Warhammer 40k skin. You do go around blasting nids with your bolt gun, and it is awesome. Uh, the soundtrack that goes along with it uh, is what you expect. It's crushing metal tunes as you're blasting seven shades of shit through these motherfuckers, and it is awesome. I really enjoyed the game. As I said, need to play a bit more of it. I gotta say, I totally echo those thoughts, man. I I bought Bolt Gun on the day it came out. I put about three hours into it, I think, overall. So I'm just about near the end, I think. And it is absolutely excellent. The soundtrack, amazing. You've got a taunt button, so you could just say, For the Emperor, as you just waste things. It does nothing, but there's something cool about running up to something, wiping out a whole ton of them in an arena shooter. And then just saying, for the Emperor. And it's just sick. It's just really, really good fun. Just that old school game design, which just doesn't age. You know, there's a reason why Doom is so beloved. And Slap, as Phil said, Slap had a Warhammer 40k skin on that. Good God. The weapons are absolutely insane. And some of the tech you can do, don't know if it's tech or not, but the uh the chain uh the chainsaw uh thing for your gun has got insane lunge like wild lunge and it's like kind of uh if you ever played halo 2 or 3 online with the plasma sword in modern warfare 2 commando yes yeah just yeah. like that you fly across yeah and the thing is as soon as you impale on someone you could just mash the trigger and it just saws them so you're like ah screaming it's fucking great i absolutely love it one massive drawback huge drawback to this game no platinum trophy i knew you'd say that what a <sighs> damn shame uh, i played it on the steam deck so uh, it didn't matter to me but um that's that's sad to hear really i wonder if that's something they'll maybe uh, add to the game a little later on it's... i know they're going to be doing some updates to this game right well it's just weird you just don't see it like that very often anymore they Back in the day, PS3, PS4, it was kind of like a, a no man's land where you'd get games like the game that can't be mentioned 4, Resident Evil 4, I can say here. Sorry, I'm trying to train myself here. I owe too many shots. Um, Resident Evil 4, for if you buy that on the HD version on PlayStation Store right now today, no platinum trophy. No. And it was just a thing that like people just didn't seem to really see the, the relevance of adding trophy, like full trophy support with all these different things. And it seems like as if this, this team had just done that, where it's just a, quite a lazy list, to be honest. Um, you know, just completely on different difficulties, really. And that and that's about it. So it is a shame to see that, because this is a game where I think you could get quite creative, where it could be like, oh, chainsaw 25 people in a row, or, you know, little things like that, just to add a little bit of extra challenge into it. 
But uh, sadly, that's not the case, lads. But it does mean it's quite freeing on the other side. Where yeah. You can just play it, and then as soon as you're done, you're done. Uh, but I, I'm nearly there. I, like much like yourself, Phil, I went on holiday for two weeks. And so for yeah. me, no PlayStation. I don't believe in the Q-Lite or this game streaming bollocks. So I did not partake in any of that. I took the thing that was available to me. I took my Nintendo Switch. And in fact, that Nintendo Switch, I took it off my son. It's my son's Nintendo Switch. That I, <laughs> it's mine that I gifted to him. Bought him a shed load more games than I ever had for the Switch. I said, you can have it. Unfortunately for my son, a brand new Zelda came out. And as you can see, for you listeners that are watching on video, I'm a bit of a Zelda fan. So, of course, I had to play Tears of the Kingdom, and I was waiting till this holiday. I was on a two-week cruise. There's no internet, no phone connection, nothing like that. You're just chilling, enjoying yourself, drinking. When it comes to the evening, everyone goes to bed. Perfect time. Pull out the Switch. And I clocked up in those two weeks 25 hours of Tears of the Kingdom. Now, it's no surprise this game has been rated in the highest echelon in, in the entirety of gaming of all time. Sitting on, what, a 96, I think Something it is? Something like that, yeah. On Metacritic right now. I did not enjoy Breath of the Wild. I came away from the experience thinking it was com completely overrated, thinking it was... People were acting like as if it was the coming of Christ. Like as if there'd never been an open world game before, where I see something, I want to go there. It's like, oh, fuck off. You just climb in some shit mountain to get a shrine that no one cares about because they're uninteresting, they're boring. And I was worried about that here because the first hour or so when you're on that first island, it wasn't grabbing me. However, you get all your powers and your abilities and all of a sudden, the game is a total sandbox because you you've got like three kind of main abilities, right? So you've got an ability where you can phase through things. You've got an ability where it's, it's called a, an ultra hand, I think, and you can just stick items together. Um, and, and yeah, and, and using like those two abilities in, in combination with a third, which is like a rewind. So you can move an object in a particular way, put a rewind on it, and it would just replay back whatever you've done to it. Using those three things in combination is insane you can build nuts inventions i i went to the top of this mountain and i found up there like this stone like kind of glider and uh and i had on me loads of wheels and i had loads of fans and i had rockets i thought oh what's gonna happen if i just put everything on this right and just build like this super weapon that can just zoom me across the map what will happen and and it's just that inventiveness that when it all goes suddenly wrong, like what would happen is I put my rocket on slightly the wrong way around. I didn't, I didn't use my brain when I put the rockets on, so I put them facing the wrong way. So I sat on it and I thought, brilliant, this is going to zoom across the map exactly to where I need to go. And instead, it just zoomed me back, and I was like, oh! And then one rocket blew off, and it started spinning, and I was just like, oh! Like flying miles and miles up in the sky. And I had nothing. And I was just like, oh my God, I'm just along for the ride. And I was just <laughs> laughing my head off. There's just moments like that where you just kind of create your own fun. And the ingenious thing is, these tools 
just uh, all used exclusively throughout the shrines, which is the way that you upgrade your health or you upgrade um, uh, your... Yeah, just stamina. Just your health or your stamina, yeah. And I can't stop doing them. Every single one I see, no matter how far away on the horizon it is, I will go there. And I never had that in Breath of the Wild. I never had that urge like, oh, that's over there. I'm going to go there because there's a shrine. And now there is. And now I see exactly what people saw in Breath of the Wild, where they had that draw. I have that here. For me, the amount, the attention to detail in this game and the creativity that's on offer with these brand new tools, this game is really special, guys. It's incredible. Now, I've only done the first major temple uh, because I've been fucking around for 20... Well, I haven't been fucking around. I've been... For 25 hours, I've I've upgraded. I've got, like, really good armor. I've gone down into... The, the world itself is, like, the big overlord, which is the same map from Breath of the Wild. You've then got a whole... Sky. Sky map and an underground map, which is the same size, it seems, as the top map. Huge, this world. And I've spent most of my time in the underground because it's how you can upgrade your batteries, mm. which is then how you can have your inventions last longer. So I want to be able to travel from one side of the world to the other in a plane that I've made. <laughs> um, so I just I've got it in my mind that I'm going to travel the world in this plane that I've made, and I need to get my batteries upgraded. So I've been on this massive adventure down in the underground, and and I finally thought to myself the other day, Christ, I haven't done any story content at all. Princess Zelda's still stuck in this place. I need to go save her. So I did the first temple, and it was great wasn't anything revolutionary the temple was very much a case of after you've done a few shrines it's the same puzzles kind of repeated in that temple which was a bit of a shame but i enjoyed myself in that temple and the story and the cutscenes that were shown were actually really good voice acting much better than breath of the wild which i thought breath of the wild was terrible i can see why this game is rated a 96 and i never thought i'd say that going into this i thought i'd come out of this with maybe an 8.5 something like that but right now if i was to rate this game on a 10 point scale like we have solid 10 out of 10 honestly it's incredible it really is they i've never seen and this is where something like when we were talking about horizon film and we were saying about what horizon needs to focus on it needs to focus on that level of creativity and that player freedom and that's what this game does it does it in spades and it just leaves you just to go and do it and do it however way you want to do it. The, the puzzles, I'm sure that the ways that I've been solving some of these shrines are not what was originally intended as the way to solve them. But I've come up with my own, what I feel is ingenious, and what when I show my wife, she says is pure jank in the way that I've solved some of these <laughs> shrines and some of these things. But the game just lets you be able to do that. And this is a phenomenal game. It, it might be the best game I've played this year. Um... The only reason I'm doubting myself is because Dead Space remake happened this year. Yeah. And Dead Space is one of my favorite games of all time. So it's a tough one. But um, yeah, I mean, do you have any interest in playing uh, Tears of the Kingdom? Well, I have played it. Um, I played it for about two or three hours uh, the day it came out. Okay. And it was, I had no interest in it, literally zero interest in it. And then a YouTuber who I watched do Breath of the Wild speedruns. Like you, I hate I well, I not I wouldn't say hated, but I didn't find any interest in Breath of the Wild. I thought it was just a boring game. There was yeah. no story, literally no story. It was all optional. It was all flashbacks and memories. And the world was empty as fuck. Tizard Kingdom 
I saw this YouTuber start playing it, watched the opening cutscene, and I was like, oh, this is different. Mm. It is. Like, I was like, fuck, I need to buy this game. And I went and bought it, played it for three hours, and I thought, fuck, I'm bored out of my mind. Were you still in the sky bit? Did you drop down yet? I've dropped down, but Ooh. I was, I didn't do much when I dropped down. I was just, I'm not creative games like Gary's Mod or Dreams, if you will, <laughs> or Tears of the Kingdom. <laughs> I don't do creative stuff. I like linear experiences. Fair. It's just, it's, Fair. as much as I can understand why people appreciate it, and I am loving seeing the TikToks and the tweets, everything of people's insane, they're building giant mechs. Or World War II the, bombers. I don't know how they've done. I don't understand I don't know how it, they've done that. But I'm struggling to build a log boat. It's like <laughs> it's insane. Those freaking <laughs> minecart things that you take across. You know, you can hook onto them. Yeah. I just jump up there and run along it. The the thing that will happen uh, if you did continue playing, and this is because I was getting annoyed. Right where you are, I I thought that I'd sense a real issue that would piss me off for the whole game. And that it was that you'd have to rebuild all these things all the time. And so the game is just, it's a building game. Yeah. I'm just having to constantly rebuild the same fucking raft that I can use on the next thing, blah, blah, blah. It's not that at all. So as soon as you were to go from landing, you get a couple of extra additions. So you get one which is, it remembers what you built. And you, you can save them. Yeah, and it saves them as favorites. Oh, So yes, yeah, so you can find blueprints, which are then just totally new inventions that you may have not ever built. That's cute that you can just build. And it's all built off these little charges that you find in the depth. Um, you can find them in the ground too, but generally they're in the depth. And uh, and they take so many unless the parts are lying around. Mm. So say, for example, you go to a garage and there's loads of parts and you've got an invention that uses those parts. You press X on the invention and it sucks all those parts in and it auto-builds. It cool. costs you nothing. That's cool. Uh, otherwise, if you don't have the parts, it gets built with temporary parts, mm. which then will break after a while. That's cool. Um fucking sick and you get these little zonai charges which are like the fans or i know about those like that. yeah you could just drop them whenever you want yeah um i've used those they're they're excellent so if that was an issue for you that that does get solved relatively early after you drop down i think it was just i just felt like i wasn't playing the game right <laughs> and i understand okay. that's the point of the game is you can play it how you want to play it i don't like that Fair. i like playing the intended method which, I mean, there, there are times where, sure, I mean, I speedrun Mario 64. Definitely, I'm not playing that the intended way. But there are some times you don't have to. I feel like with this game, I want to. And I can't tell what the intended method is. Because it's so open. The developers have left it so open to your own interpretation. Yeah. And my interpretation is, no, I want to do what you want me to do. <laughs> it's like, tell me what to do. I'll do it. <laughs> I, I kind of get what you mean. Because when I had to pick which temple I wanted to do, because uh, I'd explored quite a lot... I could really go and do three of them at any point I wanted. And I chose one in the top left of the map. Is that supposed to be the starter one? Is that why it was so easy? Who knows? Don't know. And and that's kind of the... Um, it does twitch in my brain. I just try and forget about it. Yeah, that's what I need to do. But the issue is, I mean... I'm just playing other games, man. <laughs> well, that's, that's... I'd like to play it. I've got the game. It's in my Switch currently. It was the first time Smash Bros. left my Switch since Smash Bros. came out. Wow. Probably, anyway, unless Odyssey launched after, which it might have done. Yeah, it did, yeah. But I didn't even like no, Odyssey. No, it didn't. No, it didn't. It came out before. Oh, there we are. First time it's left my Switch since it released. Wow. Actually, not true. Dragon Quest Eleven. Dragon Quest Eleven. I played. I didn't finish. Played for about 50 hours. Then Smash went straight back in, and it's not left since. Wowie. But, 
first time and smash is not going back in boys <laughs> game's dead let's go mr hoy you've been a zelda fan in the past i know your brother's really big into zelda isn't he but you have a connection with zelda as well do you not yeah, I've got I've got all the sort of original games um, collected through quite a lot of them, but um, I I have been out of the ecosystem of Zelda for quite a while now. So uh, to jump back in at this point seems a little strange. And there are so many games that I have stacked up next to my PlayStation Five, which I need to get through. I have barely touched Street Fighter Six, which is an absolute crime because I've been so busy. And the other day, Diablo dropped through my letterbox. So uh, uh oh, I've got no time for any other games. I'm sorry. So I'm going to be really focused on these now and. The next couple of weeks sorry about that zelda i've got no time for you speaking of street fighter <laughs> segue. spencer davis <laughs> you have been sweating the bollocks off this game now this game came out while i was away on holiday so i missed the launch i got it a week i got back and it was like what i don't know a week after it after it came out and then I had a YouTube review to do. So I didn't actually get a chance to really sink my teeth into and hit that lab until last night. And we've played a few times. And i got to say, oh, I'll admit it here first. You've been kicking my ass. Yes, I You've have. You've been absolutely kicking my ass. Yes. After last night's lab in, felt a bit better today. Today was better. Today was better. It well, was, you were on an eight-win streak at one point. It was going in my favor tonight, today. But... How are you finding the game? You've got way more experience than myself and Phil doing this. I want to hear your full thoughts about the game and hopefully not just about Cammy's ass. Although this is episode 69. Oh, it's so I will episode. allow it. I will The allow sexy it. edition. It is. Jeez. Yeah. All right. Well, listeners, viewers, lads, I've put, according to PlayStation, I'm fairly certain it's more. I've put 65 hours into this game. Holy shit. Yeah, 65 so hours. 65. Take that with a grain of salt because when I'm in work, I keep the game booted in the background. Mm. So that if I get like five minutes or 10 minutes of spare time, I switch my display and I get in the lab. Okay. Like every time. Hopefully, no one from work is listening to the podcast. Wow. <laughs> Hopefully, yeah. <laughs> Please. <laughs> like I said, I, in my spare time in work. All I do is wait for calls. Yes, of course. Of as course, soon as there's a course. call, and lunch I'm taking times. the call. Lunch times. Oh, yeah. Lunch. How was your meeting today, mate? Class. We had a great <laughs> lunch meeting today. <laughs> so uh, our lunch meeting, because we work at the same place, was, uh, was a case of uh, Street Fighter. Street Fighter. Yeah, yeah, Street Fighter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who needs lunch? Yeah, who, who needs lunch? lunch? I'll, eat, I'll eat your KOs. Eat Cammy's arse. I'll eat Cammy's arse. <laughs> <laughs> Straight in the last. <laughs> 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 eh? Jesus Christ. But yeah, 65 hours. Mate, what a sick game. I'm I played my ranked, my preliminary preliminary games. Mm. You do ten games, uh, and then after those ten it gives you a rank. And I was like, I'm quite good at this game. I've put 70 hours into the demo and the beta put together. I'm probably gonna be quite good. I got bronze one. Whoa, fuck shit. Bronze one. What's the lowest? Rookie. And then it goes up to bronze. Then it? it goes iron, then bronze. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. And I was thinking, the issue was, unlike the third preliminary game, I got tilted. So then all my other games, I was just playing like a dickhead. Because uh, that same night, I got silver four, just playing it. And then the next day, I got gold three, or like gold two. Okay. And it, was, it wasn't it was hard to climb. So it was fine. 
I think I'm good where I am now. That's why I've not played more ranked. But I'm gold too at the moment. But fuck, this game's so fucking good, man. Well, let's let's ask you a couple of questions on this, M- Mr. Hoy. Do you have any questions that you want to ask Spence about Street Fighter at all? Anything that you want to know? Anything that you want to see if it stands up? Having this many hours experience in the game that he has? Sure. Well, me and Spencer did jump on um, Street Fighter for a couple of hours, uh, along with our you know mutual friend Thomas Willard from uh, that we talked about previously um, to play a few games. And Spencer absolutely rinsed both of us. He was pressing random, jumping in, and just schooling us. I jumped in. Tried to play the game like Street Fighter 4 and it did not work because Spencer understands all the mechanics. There's going to be a lot of people out there that haven't played Street Fighter 6 and are wanting to get the game. Spencer, can you introduce us to some of the fundamental changes with Street Fighter 6? Some of the new additions, maybe even with some of the new characters that are in the system that we should be looking out for. Sure. So... The new mechanics, uh, in regards to that, there's now one bar, and it's the overdrive bar. And that overdrive bar, there's no more EX moves. They are EX moves, but they're called overdrive moves. And that uses your bar. It costs two bars to do any overdrive move. That bar also uses your drive. It's your drive meter. So if you do a drive rush, drive rush costs one bar. If you do it out of a parry, if you do it out of a move, because you have special cancelable moves, if you press forward twice, you do a drive cancel, or whatever it's called. That costs three bars. If you do a drive reversal, which is hitting whilst blocking, you hit forward and drive impact button. That costs two bars. And you have drive impact, which is busted. A lot of people struggle with it. And it only costs one bar. It's very, very good. And it gives you free combos. Although it stales your moves to fuck. But it's very 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 good but they all use a shared bar and unlike other games in this series you get that bar off the rip you immediately have a full bar in street fighter 4 and 5 you had to build your bar up to earn your ex moves you've got them and it's great but if you use too much of them you go into burnout and burnout kind of you don't lose frame date or anything but your character looks tired and you can't use any EX moves, can't do any drive moves. You can't really do much of anything other than your basic normals and specials. And if you get drive impacted into a wall, you get stunned. And that's where the stun is in this game. Where it used to be kind of a stagger meter that used to build, now it's a specific scenario. So you don't want to be against a wall in burnout. You don't want to be in burnout. The only times you should put yourself in burnout is if it's in the last combo to clutch the round really that's the only time you should want to go into burnout and let me tell you viewers and listeners if you don't know these systems and you come in and you jump into a a ranked match or you jump into a match with your buddy you are gonna get roasted um so i will highly recommend that you go through the tutorial um and read some of the documentation on some of this uh extra tech that's in the new street fighter um spence is there any characters we should be looking out for now uh with this new edition The main ones to look out for are Marissa and Manon. Because Marissa, uh, I've seen the top 10 characters the most played at the moment. Number one is Ken. Mm. Number two, there's a gap as well. Ken's the most played by far. Wow. Number two is Ryu. Okay. Shock. Number three is Kami. Shock. But then number four and five are Marissa and Manon. Wowee, really? Yeah, both new additions. But that's because Marissa is basically Zangief with normals. Whereas Zangief used to just be command grabs and lariat, 
now she's got actual punches that you can hold and charge. They beat Drive Impact, and they they have armor. You can't hit her during them. You can hit her with lows, I think it is. You can't hit her chest or above. Okay. Yeah, so that's something <laughs> that's good to know, trust me. Yeah, yeah. And you can grab her out of them. You can't drive impact. You can parry them, but they do insane damage. Massive. And she has a counter. The counter, she can choose to do a low, a two-hitting heavy, an overhead, a command grab, and it beats drive impact. So even if she's in burnout, she's the one character that could just counter drive impact and be fine. And JP. JP is another one to look out for. Hold the fucking phone. <laughs> JP is an issue, and you know he is because Sonic <laughs> Fox is playing him. Oh, God. Okay. JP has a counter. He, this character is all about range. He just keeps you away, keeps you full screen. You probably haven't fought one yet, have you? No, I haven't. I literally, all I've done so far is play you and, and the training mode. Yeah. That's all I've done. This character, all of his moves are like special moves from miles away, and he can do a low, a full screen command grab. Full screen overhead. Full screen command grab. Full screen command grab. And every one of them launches you full screen. So his entire game is keeping you full screen. And if you get close, he has a counter that counters normals, overheads, lows, throws, level threes. Does he have to read those though? Not really. It counters everything. So unless you're not going to press, it counters. If you do a level three to punish it, it gets countered. Holy shit, so he doesn't have to pick, like, oh, I'm going to pick the low no, counter. No, it's just a counter. Oh my god. And it kind of like Sephiroth in Smash Bros, mm. where, you know, his side B puts orbs on you? Yeah. It does that. So he just steps back, puts two orbs on you, and then it, you can't do pressure, because they're going to hit you. He's trying to get you full screen or backing up whilst you've got two orbs hitting you, and he can just combo off them as well. He can combo off of his throws, because he sets up portals, and a spike comes out of them, and if he throws you guaranteed hit and he can combo off of it wow his level three is a full screen teleport holy shit character is stupid and his damage is insane too he's gonna be the one to look out for wow now that is absolute madness i did see a little taste of jp because i picked him randomly i think it was one of the last games i played before i uh, quickly bailed uh, on you guys because i was getting my ass whooped and <laughs> and i was just smashing the buttons just to see what would come out and and i won uh, against willard with jp so uh, yeah some of the stuff you just do not expect um but spencer before i hand over to davy i can see him biting at the bit because he wants to get in on this conversation how's my boy blanca i know when i manned him he was absolutely terrible but are there people out there playing him well no he's the only character that isn't in the top 50 of the top 50 players there are no blankers blanca ranks about 256th the top blanca christ whereas every single character there's at least one or two of every character in the top 50 he's quite tricky though isn't he from what I've seen online, he's quite tricky in terms of he's got a lot of tools that are um, like he's got that little baby he can put down and put charge into. Blanca-chan. The Blanca-chan. Yeah, yeah like he, he's quite a tricky character. So I, all I will say, listeners, for, for if you've never played a fighting game before or anything like that, take no notice to who the most played is to any of this stuff because it's far too early. Yeah. El Fuerte wasn't even heard of in Street Fighter yeah. 4 for a long time. And then all of a sudden, you see a couple come up 
and they're out the woodwork. Everyone thinks, oh my God, because this character is actually fucking insane. Yeah, frame they're out the wazoo. Yeah, but nobody nobody cared at launch. Everyone was playing Sagat, right? Yeah. And then all of a sudden you get one person show you, oh, actually, this character's fucking nuts. And then everyone's playing him. Yeah. You know? So don't, don't worry too much, listeners, if you're worried about that. I think, I think Blank is good, and there are a lot of good Blankers, but a lot of people aren't playing him because Honda's better, and uh, Blanker's command grab has the most lag. If you don't get hit by it, you have the biggest, freest punishment though anyone's ever seen. So people just aren't playing him. He's still about. There are a few Blankers, but mostly people playing him for nostalgia, I think. No one's seeing him and thinking, oh, I'll play him. You know what that means though, Phil? It means that you can be the person that sets the meta. You could be the blanker. best blanker, mate. There's a gap in the market. As soon as things calm down for me and I get some time in this game, I'm coming up, boys. I'm going to be top. Top blanker. At least on the podcast, maybe. Hand over to you, Davey. I'll hand over to you. You've got some questions for Spence, I can tell. Come on. All I was going to ask, Spence, is has the game, from what you've played, um, has the game lived up? to your hype this game of course for those that don't that don't remember if it's your first ever episode checking in to mps we trust street fighter 6 was all of our most anticipated game for this year anything could have come out and nothing would have been more hype including spider-man we knew spider-man was coming street fighter 6 has been the game that we've been like right this is our life now and this is the earliest start of the road for us and it's also that part where a lot of time needs to be spent on your own yeah at this point to be able to get down your fundamentals, to be able to look at your frame data, your combos. And I got to say, the, the one thing I've noticed before I ask this question, the training tools are fucking incredible in this game. Insane. They're yeah. so good. Being able to see, to be able to set it so that you can see which moves are special cancelable based on the color, uh, to be able to see your frame data immediately as soon as you press a button from the startup frames to when it's active, everything else. Absolutely incredible. Um, and what you guys were talking about with Drive Impact, remember that's 26 frames before yeah, that hits. To react. So it won't take long of muscle memory of identifying that paint splash to get a reaction out. It won't. It, it's going to feel like a dickhead at the moment. It would be like, for those that ever played it, if you ever played Dragon Ball Fighters, there was a kind of burst move in that where you could fly at people. Yeah. <laughs> and at the start, it was all people did. And it seemed like it was uh, unbeatable. 2H. It didn't take many months before everyone started 2H in that. And it took like two free. weeks, mate. It was free to 2H. And you knew you were playing Scrub because they'd just continually do it and they'd get bodied for it. It's going to be the same pattern with this, with Drive Impact. At the moment, it's great because people want to mash buttons. They don't know their combos. They're not comfortable in a situation. It won't take long before that gets degraded. And then it would be hype when someone gets a read to know when to do it. But that will come with time. Yeah, if you watch top level at the moment, I've been watching a lot of the tournaments. Well, I'm not playing this game, I'm watching this game. And there's the best player in the world right now is Punk. It's Kami. Let's go, a legend. And he is clearly the best. He's beating everyone. It's not close. And he's not even using any of Kami's moves. British player, right? Is that a British player? I don't think so. No. No, I don't think so. One. It might be, but I don't think it is. Oh, no, I was thinking Problem X. Sorry. Oh, yeah, absolutely My not. My bad. No. Um... But yeah, he's using Kami. Where I'm playing, I'm using spinning back fist to get past stuff. I'm using my hooligan. Never. He just plays footsies. But then when he hits you, he does it. And he does not drive impact. Never. Because he's got the reactions. 
That's the thing. Top level drive impact is not going to be a thing unless you're in burnout, you're against the wall, or they know you're going to do, like, say you do reuse to hit overhead, like I know you're going to do after a drive rush. I'm going to drive impact. Makes sense. And that's the thing. It's just going to be a case of if I think you're going to do a move that's not cancelable, that's when you drive impact. And that's all it is. And that's going to be the game. It's, it's going to be, be fun. It's going to be sick. So the question is then, Spence, has this lived up to what you wanted it to be? Pass me that thing behind you, mate. Has it ever, mate? Look at this beauty, watchers. Jeez. Look at... Spence is currently holding his uh, Street Fighter Six fight stick. That where would you buy that from? Game collection. Game collection. It was yeah. Goated. Goated. It's cheaper than everywhere else as well. Everywhere else was like two thirty, two forty, two hundred quid there. It's a lovely stick, mind. It's lovely. Phil, what do you reckon of that? Because I saw that for the first time today at IRL, and I was blown away by how nice it looked in real life. Yeah, absolutely beautiful. I'm thinking of possibly getting one myself because I've got difficulties. I've got uh, the Razor uh, fighting stick uh, that I had since Street Fighter, the start of Street Fighter 5, and there's difficulty setting this up with the PlayStation 5 and having your headset plugged in. The only kind of way around it at the moment is to have your headset plugged into a handset and signed into two accounts. So I don't want all this faff. I might just drop the 200 quid and uh, upgrade and get a stick like Spencer's because yeah. that is a beaut. You want one of Chef's these guess. bad boys, little headphone jack right here. Oh, that's nice. That's it. That's and worth the 200 quid in itself. Cuts out all the faff. I'll show you. You said, where's the cable? Right here, mate. Oh, that's lovely. i tell you what, Phil. This stick, obviously, there's no way to be able to show it. But this stick, touching it, the bezel around it is like, I don't know what the material is, but it's just lovely to touch. It's plastic. <laughs> it's plastic. No, it's something about it. There's something about it that just feels... It's, it's, it's like raised. plastic. Oh, it's lush. I know this is the sexy edition, but we're talking about how good it feels to touch Spencer's stick. Uh, let me tell you, I'm addicted, and I just want to Spencer's push... stick. <laughs> I want to push his buttons, baby. Let me tell you that. Let me tell you that. Those buttons... The back are... ones or the... Uh... Every, <laughs> every single button All of that, them. that gets, a, gets a reaction... It's, um, I knew it was getting hot in here. You have to get behind me and open me up like this. <laughs> get open me up. Get open me up. <laughs> <laughs> I do, mate. I do. Grotesque but, image. But to answer the question, I spent 200 quid on this. Oh, well, 100 quid from you boys as well. I appreciate that as well. Thank you, lads. And I bought Happy the birthday. deluxe edition. Thank you, mate. Uh, no. Yeah, was it birthday? Must yeah, have been. Yeah, birthday. Yeah. yeah. Can you remember? Mm. There we go. And, um, and I spent 80 quid on the digital deluxe edition. Lot of money for one game, not a second of regret. This game is sick. It's all I want to do every second of every day. When I'm in work, I'm thinking about Street Fire, or I'm on my phone watching Street Fire. If I'm home, I'm playing Street Fire, or I'm watching Street Fire. Luckily, this tournament's going on every day. I entered a tournament the other week. I got my ass beat, and it was great. Loved it. I didn't. I was really pissed off the time. But afterwards, I thought I can reflect, <laughs> and that's fine. I couldn't. It was Honda in lag. It was such a nightmare. Fuck. Fuck that guy. He was from <laughs> New York. What's he doing in a British tournament? That's Dickhead. wild. But yeah, it was fun anyway. It was fun. And I can't wait to go to local tournaments with you boys and for us to be good at this game. I think the thing is, we'll get past this busy period that myself and Mr. Hoy have been under and then we can just dedicate ourselves. And do you know what I feel sorry for, Phil? I feel sorry for your copy of Diablo because... 
I, I really want to play Diablo right now. I really want to. That's why I haven't bought it. I'm desperate to play it. It's just not going to happen, is it? No. This is the thing. And a game like this, with the amount of creativity that's on offer with that drive system, you need to lab. There's no way around it. There is just no way around it. Um, so I, I can't wait to see more hours in as the weeks and months go when it turns into the new Call of Duty for the podcast because Call of Duty certainly ain't getting played. Don't feel sorry for Diablo, Davey. It's not the first time I've bought a game and it's ended up on the shelf for months, <laughs> years, longer. So don't worry about it. We can pick it up in the future. It'll be there for when we're ready to play the Diablo. That's very true. That's very true. What, actually, just to actually add on to Street Fighter Six one more little bit, I was getting cracked at Call of Duty. I was having the best time in my life, doing the best I've ever done. Second Street Fighter Six came out, uninstalled. Whoa, you uninstalled it? Immediately. Did you? Immediately. Season four's out now. We've got a new map. We're not going to play it. Raids. Was... Yeah, bro, raids. I'll download it for the raids for you boys. But other than that, we're playing Street Fighter Six. If you ask me to play COD, I'm spitting in your face. Oh, no, I, I'm not playing COD right now. No, exactly. We're playing Street Fighter 6, and it takes up 200 gig. No. Oh, wow. Never get uninstalled from mine. Uninstalled, mate. Not till... You got shit download speed. I can get it back in an hour. Mate, it would take me like five days. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's literally, it's like a commitment to yeah. get that reinstalled. No. Gone. Wow. Because of this beauty. What well, you've heard it here first, listeners. If that isn't the highest praise we've had on the show, Call of Duty is dead. Long range Street Fighter 6. Well done. Well done, Capcom. You've done it again. Now, there's one other game that you've been playing that I have not. And that, of course, is a demo for Lies of P. Now, this is a Soulsborne-esque game in a world which is based on the novel of Pinocchio. <laughs> right? <laughs> what a fucking random... <laughs> what a fucking random thing. How does it how does it stack up? Is this what we actually wanted it to be? Because we were very impressed by the trailers. I think it went into our shags quite a number of times over the times it's been shown, right? Yeah, it's um, Lies of P. So yeah, I downloaded it. First, I downloaded the Final Fantasy 16 beta uh, demo, but demo. we'll talk about that. We'll talk about that later. Because <clears throat> I was looking for Lies of P, and it wasn't on the home screen. And I was really surprised, but mm. Final Fantasy was, so I downloaded that instead. But I'll talk, we'll talk about Lies of P. Yo, this game, this game's sick. Game's actually sick. Immediately, it starts off rip. You just stand up, no cutscene, nothing. You just chucked into it, hearing some voice being like, "Come look for me." You're like, "Bet." Is that the blue, the blue fairy or whatever? Sophia. Called? Oh, Sophia, different. Yeah, she's not the fairy then. She is the fairy. She is the fairy. Yeah. Is it blue fairy? She's a she's a blue butterfly in this. Okay, but I'm sure she's probably a fairy. I don't know, but she's yeah, she's like, "Come to me, Pinocchio." I don't know if she calls you Pinocchio. No, they do actually. They definitely do. Pinocchio. Like, I'm too I want. I didn't care that much about the story. I'm not gonna <laughs> you lie know to the you. story. You know the story. But yeah, I've seen is, Pinocchio. Is Geppetto in it? He is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You got to save him. Well, there we go. What yeah. What about Jiminy Cricket? Yeah, right away. The first thing you pick up is him and his little lantern, oh. and he's what you use to light stuff. Oh, turn that's clever. On. Yeah, it's cute. Very cute. Although once you turn him on, you just never turn him off. There's yeah. no point. It's just a lamp lamp on your back. It's the sexy episode, guys. Turn him on. Once you turn him on, he never know. stops. Yeah, he never turns off. He, he, he never stops. He's like a rabbit. Yeah, he's Jesus. just like one of those rampant rabbits, mate. Legend. Oh! <laughs> but yeah. Put it in the microwave first. <laughs> Pinocchio, tell me a lie. 
sorry, mate. It's carry on. Grows carry, yeah. carry on. <laughs> sorry, mate. Sorry, carry on. Carry on. It's fine. I'll just vape here. Nice. What you do is you uh, basically you go up the train, walk up, get to the end, and then immediately there's a weapon you get to choose. So there's three options. You go strength build, you go dex build, or you go balanced. So a bit, a bit of both. I immediately thought, fuck it, I'm going strength build. Of course I am. Fuck it off. And then this whole tutorial, you fight a few enemies. Uh, then you fight a big guy who's actually solid, and you need to beat him to get a key to fight the boss. The, bo- the boss is called, I think, the Parade Master or something. Parade Master. Fucking difficult mind. I think this demo is going to be a detriment to the game. Really? Because it's hard. It's a hard demo. But you've got to think about the target demographic, right? It's going to attract Souls players. That's what they want, though, isn't it? But it won't attract anyone else. Especially mm. if they play this demo. A lot of people are going to play this demo and think, nope, not for me. But it's difficult. But in a good way. It was very hard. And this this kind of thing where you always have to keep your weapon repaired. Which, if you press down and then square, you sharpen your blade. And it's, your blade has a meter. But so do all your enemies as well. So if you fight them, you're parrying all their shit, you can break their blade. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, and then they do no damage to you. It's great. Really good. Um, and you have your Estus Flask, but it's obviously called something else. Your Bonfire is called the Stargazer. Let, let me ask you about this. How does the parry work? Is it like a... Is it a button press you got time? Is it like Bloodborne where you got to like take a, you know, shoot them at a random time? Is it like Souls where it's really difficult to be able to parry people? It takes a, a bit of a learning curve. Talk to me about it. I love a good parry. Parries are like my favorite things in games. Sure. So it's um, L2 is your block. Okay. And if you press block as they hit you, you parry. Ah, is it, it quite a generous window? No. Ooh. Very not. <laughs> I think for people who haven't played Souls or aren't especially good at Souls or don't play parry builds, it's a steep learning curve. Okay. But the benefit is if you block normally, you take chip damage. If you parry, you don't. And you get more damage on your initial attack after a parry. And it doesn't damage your weapon as well. Right. Parry. Okay. It's really good. But then you also have this blue bar, um, which I can't think of what it's called. But it basically builds up as you attack people. And that uh, powers your sword and your hilt. So they're two different things. And your hilt, if you use that power, power up, it only costs one bar. You have up to three bars. And that gives you a free parry. You just hold it. Basically. And that's kind of lame. So I just used a sword attack one. They're sick. Great, massive damage. And there's this whole stagger meter where you make them groggy, it's called. And when they're groggy, massive damage, like stunning an enemy. Okay. It's just cool, man. And then that first boss, kick mouse, probably died about six times, maybe, but not too much. It is a learning curve. As soon as you figure out the boss, you're fine. Quick question for you, Spans. Is there a difficulty setting within the game? I know most Souls games don't have this setting. They just chuck you in and expect you to hit your face against a brick wall. Um, is Lives of P very much the same thing, or can we have an easy, medium, and a hardcore mode here? I think you import answered yourself during that, mate. Most Souls games or Souls S games do not have difficulty, and this is just like that. Literally not a chance. It chucks you straight into the deep end. Sure, it teaches you a little bit about what you can do, like Souls does at the start as well. Mm. But ultimately, it's just chucks you in and says, good fucking luck. And it's it's great. Really, really fucking good. And then this demo has three bosses. I thought it was going to be, I got the first boss, beat it, and I thought, oh, that was a good demo. Kept going. And I was like, oh, sick. Shows you the main base. I was like, this is nice. Better ends now. There's a cutscene, better ends after this. Kept going. 
second boss you saved Geppetto. I was like, oh, that's when I saved him. End of the game. Kept going. I was like, what the fuck? Demo was like three hours long. Jesus Christ. Shit's mad. And then after the third Did boss, you think you had downloaded the full game? <laughs> I did. I genuinely did. I was like, did they fuck up? Have they uploaded the whole game? I was like, what is going on? But no, it's just after that third boss, then there's a bit more. And then a cutscene where you learn about what makes you strong. Uh, like why you're, why you're different from other puppets. That's where it is. Everything, all the enemies are puppets that have gone crazy. And you're a puppet as well. But you're a special one built by Geppetto, the master crafter or whatever. You're the only puppet who's able to lie. So the main base, they only accept humans. So you have to go up there and it gives you the option. Say, I'm a puppet or I'm a human. But because you're Pinocchio, every time you lie, it says you're, uh, like your cranks and your gears start to scrape. And I think it slows your frame data. Oh my god, that's so cool. Yeah, I think. It's kind of that thing where you know in like um, Elden Ring where you hug that lady. It yeah. gives you a health debuff that it never tells you about. Yes. It's kind of like that. I don't have any evidence, but that's what I get from it. Oh, that's fucking cool. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's that, and I, it's sick. So you have the choice to tell the truth and stuff. Like I did a side quest, this side quest in this demo as well, where some woman was like, I've lost my baby. It's in City Hall. Can you find my baby? Couldn't find a baby. I found a doll. And you go up to her, and you'd be like, I couldn't find your baby. It's a doll. You think you're your baby. And I just said, you're your fucking baby. And she was like, oh, there she is. <laughs> idiot woman. But she was like, she's so beautiful. I was like, yeah. Gear started scraping. And then I think you get a debuff. For a while or over that or it's like maybe permanent for your run i have no idea wow but it's sick what a great way to be able to introduce like pinocchio's whole thing yeah really fucking cool that's really cool i really appreciate that yeah because because they probably couldn't just have his nose growing could they no I mean, walking around with a long nose as you're doing all this combat, that would be ridiculous so it, it, it's it's really interesting how they've uh implemented that into the system that's really cool i'm liking that so what are you thinking then, Spence? Obviously, this comes out later on this year. We've got a stack 2023 already as it currently stands. Is this something that's a day one for you or is this a sit and wait? I have something that I really, I thought about earlier today because earlier today I played this game again. So mm. I thought I beat, I beat the demo on strength build. I thought I'll try out the dex build earlier today. And I beat the first boss on my second try, I think. Okay. It's kind of, once you play the game, you figure it out. It gets easier. Just like, like Souls. Like Souls. Yeah, yeah. But I was playing it and I was thinking, sadly, I was like, this game is so similar to Bloodborne. I'd rather just be playing Bloodborne. Oh, yeah. Fair. Fair. But Bloodborne is like... Go it. Go it's to it. It's like a 10 out of 10 masterpiece. Exactly. Game, yeah. So I think this game's going to be a strong 8 or 9. Okay. But it's not Bloodborne. So it's not on the same level as Souls. It's not a FromSoft game. Okay. But it's a good attempt at a Soulsborne. Like, uh, like a Neo. In comparison to to that. More or... faithful than Neo in terms of a FromSoft game. Fair. But it's it's definitely good. It's definitely a day one, I think. But it's not it's not Bloodborne. I suppose for those that are on Xbox Game Pass right now, you're you're laughing because you get this day one for free. So Yeah, but you're all pussies, you don't play those games. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fuck you, Xbox. <laughs> Dicks. But yeah, yeah. I mean, this this is something for for me, from my perspective, is something that's just going to sit there and just wait, just because I just don't have time. Yeah, and and that's as simple as it is. But um, I am interested in checking out the demo. Demo, you'll enjoy the demo. Mm. That could change my mind. I'll let you know on the next episode. Yeah, good.
And with that, guys, that ends what we've been playing. It's time to move it on to the quick news. Quick news. Welcome back, listeners and viewers. You have made it to quick news. This is the section of the show where we read out all the things that are happening in the PlayStation world, but also we challenge each other to an impression. This time round, I've gone back to the archives and we're going down the route of weaponry. So I'm going to challenge Davey. I'm going to challenge Spencer to give me a sound effect of a weapon, but we're going to switch it up slightly. I know previously we said any weapon from any genre. Could it be real? Could be fake? It could be from a video game. It could be from wherever. But this time round, specifically, it has to be from a video game. So I'm going to start off with Davey. Because we both played Bolt Gun, I want to hear a bolter for your impression. So a bolt is kind of like the, the default gun. It's the, it's the default one. A little bit meaty. I don't know if I could do it justice here. For the Emperor, scum! <laughs> Quick news. Do you like, guys, when series give supplemental content? Much like us, where we do a 68.5, or we do a reacts, or any of this other content that you can find directly on our YouTube channel which if you're listening on Spotify, podcast services, the links are in the description. Well, turns out I do. Hold on to your fucking breeches, boys, because it's time. We're going in deep. We're getting in that arse cavity and we're ripping it apart because Dead Space has got a scripted podcast coming next year. Now, normally I wouldn't be too excited about this. However, the Callisto Protocol, a game that Mr. Philip Hoy, you've been playing yourself, it released a supplemental podcast, and it was better than the game. <laughs> it was amazing. It was so good. It was like six episodes, each about half hour long, voiced by like Michael Ironside and all these celebrities, and it was just a great tale. It was fantastic. Well, this news has just dropped today, and this is from IGN who broke this. Uh, it's called Dead Space Deep Cover launching in 2024 so it looks like ea are back up to their old tricks with the dead space ip whereby they used to have a um basically like a shotgun approach when it came to dead space where everything that could remotely be attached to dead space was so you had graphic novels you had animated movies you had spin-off games and you had main series games looks like it's kind of going down that way but i'm really excited by this does the idea of having supplemental content in podcast form interest any of you guys spence i'm going to come across to you because you are wearing an ishimura t-shirt it's true it's true i tell you what i still haven't even beat the remake i've been so distracted so bad i know i haven't beat game that can't mention for remake yet either Jesus. I, got, I got one chapter left Jeez, i know i'm literally there i'd have it done in like half hour an hour i'm at the end i just haven't done it because street fighter 6 came out so you know it's such a compelling story mate you want to get back in there and find out what happens <laughs> Oh, who knows who knows what's gonna happen is he gonna save her who cares who cares <laughs> i definitely didn't no i never have oh. no, you're not wrong but yeah i've just got i need to beat that remake but then the story of dead space is other than three is phenomenal and just dead space itself the world is phenomenal mm. yeah so for this podcast if it's to the standard of that of Callisto. Callisto. I literally forgot what it was called then. <laughs> Didn't beat that either. <laughs> but yeah, if it's to that level, I'm all in. Yeah, it'd be great. And I love a podcast. I mean, I'm on one. 
Yeah. So am I going to take the time away from MPSB Trust to listen to this? Maybe not, because, you know, MPSB Trust, who's beating that? Well, yeah, of course. Yeah, of course. Number one places your podcast according to Lurian. Thank you, mate. <laughs> Cheers, mate. Cheers, Cheers fella. Yeah, appreciate Cheers. that. I like that he says that when he acts of a podcast too. What a legend. What a star. But what? I'm yeah, I'm keen. I'd give it a listen. 100%. What about yourself, Mr. Hoy? I know you never played Dead Space, but in terms of just having supplemental content be it in a podcast form, do you think that's a good idea for video games? Are you quite interested by this? I think it's a great idea. And of course, you know, I love the podcast format. As Spencer said, we're all on a podcast. We should be pushing this forward and promoting other podcasts. Obviously, when you're listening to your podcast in the morning, you listen to us first and then these other podcasts afterwards. Of course, this is a supplementary podcast, so we come up on top. Um, but as, much like Spencer, I know you haven't even played uh, Callisto Protocol fully. I'm the same. I'm still kind of, I think, I think I've got three or four, ch- maybe three chapters left. I think there's not much left um to the game um so wait till i finish and then i'm definitely going to consume those uh, on my drive into work if i ever go to work again <laughs> <laughs> just retire don't drive these much don't drive much these days no nah, hey nothing wrong with that right then well i'm going to pass it over to yourself there mr spencer video game weapons we got a whole cacophony of different weapons can i say i'm grateful right that you boys don't know that i've put about two hours into bolt bolt gun have you? <laughs> yeah. Have you really? Yeah, because I did the day it came out. Oh, you downloaded it from mine, did you? Yeah, and I do not remember what they sound like. So I was, as soon as you got the bolter, I was like, whew. <laughs> what a nerd. Playing what? a Warhammer game. Yeah, what nerd. nerd. Not going to lie to you, boys, right? Great game. <laughs> Great game. Great game. Very I, good. I reckon by the time we get to our topic and we're talking about a certain Warhammer game that I'm sure is going to come up in all of our conversations... I hope you walk back this Warhammer slander, because we already know our god of the podcast, Henry Cavill, is addicted to Warhammer, so that immediately gives it credence. Now, he's always been addicted to Warhammer. Warhammer's always been good, it's just that you've been a hater. I suppose. I can't disagree. (laughs) Yeah, that's exactly what it is. It's always been good. can't disagree. Just you're a fucking loser. Loser, yeah. (laughs) Of course. Doesn't like that social interaction of rolling dice with other men. (laughs) What's wrong with you? (laughs) Exactly right. Fair enough. Well, let's think. In terms of weapons, what do I want to give you? I feel like I want to give you an M4 from Call of Duty. A gun gun that you've used pretty much exclusively for like 400 hours in Call of Duty just this last year. Yeah, it's true. It's literally... What? Rocking. It's white, by the way. Got a white camera. Got Crash Bandicoot stickers on it. It's pen. Got me a little dangling loot box. It just goes, shoots faster than that, but I can't do that noise that fast. Melee. There you go. It's my M4. Lovely gun. It does have single fire mode, but if you use that, you're a pussy. (laughs) (laughs) Quick news. So, lads, ladies, gentlemen. Women, boys, here we are. We're on to the Spencer bit, and guess what that means? I'm here to talk to you about the games we're getting this month on Premium, Extra, and Essential. What a surprise. You notice my face looks darker, watchers. That's because you've got a massive fuck-off list in front of my face that I'm about to read verbatim. So the first game, Far Cry 6 for PS4 and PS5. Big game, this one. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge. PS4, PS5. Oh, that's a platinum. 
Rogue Legacy 2. Yes, baby. Yeah, I haven't played it yet. Keen. Keen. Inscription, PS4, PS5. Solstice, PS5. Tacoma, PS4. Mm. No idea. Deus Ex Mankind Divided, PS4. Killing Floor 2, PS4. That'd be very fun for us. Lonely Mountain Downhill, PS4. Vampire the Masquerade, Coteries of New York, PS4. 100 Days Winemaking Simulator, Let's one for you, go. mate. Let's, Let's go. go. Lovely stuff. Just that stepping might... on oh, I cannot wait for that. That'd be lovely. A Hat in Time, PS4. Big speed running game, that. Carto, PS4. Forager, PS4. Dodgeball Academia, PS4. The Wild at Heart, PS4. Redout 2, PS4 and PS5. Thief, PS4. Mm. MX vs. ATV Legends, PS4, PS5. One for Davey. Paw Patrol, Mighty Pups, Save Adventure Bay. Yes. PS4 and oof, PS5. Oof, 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 oof. Oh, hope this one's got a platy. The oh, last dear. one did not. So, Ooh. therefore, Cass... Stop playing it. I got other things you can yeah. go platinum. Chucked him off the pad. Yeah, it's like, oh, this game's shit, isn't it? Another one for Davey. My friend Peppa Pig. PS4, PS5. Let's go! <laughs> Let's go! That is my next platinum, boys. That is my next platinum in the bag. I was gutted when Xbox had that on Xbox Game Pass. And I was so close to buying it like five times. <laughs> I'm actually chuffed. And these are all the extra games, right? Yeah, these are all extra. Also, DC League of Super Pets, The Adventures of Crypto and Ace, voiced by The Rock and Kevin Hart. <laughs> <laughs> Don't know if they voice them in the game, but they do in the movie. The Talos Principle, Deluxe Edition, PS4, be, PS5. It's supposed to be good, that. It is supposed to be good. LX2, PS4, PS5, and Conan Exiles, PS4, PS5. It's supposed to be good as well. Jeez, now that was all just the PlayStation Plus game catalogue. The Classics catalogue. We get another one for Davey. Killzone Liberation, PS4, PS5. Let's go. Big. Great game. Did you ever play that on your PSP? You were never. a PSP head. I was PSP head, but never. Excellent game. Excellent. Need oh. to try out. If it's got trophy support, I'm in. Otherwise, skip. Fair enough. Also have Worms, PS4, PS5. The original Worms. Herx Adventures, PS4, PS5. And Coded Soul. PS4, PS5, and they've added a game trial for everyone's favourite game, WWE 2K23 for the PS3. Nice. Jeez. And nice. new avatars and wallpapers, if you know if you, you're about all that stuff. There we are. Lot of fucking Woo! games. Lot of good games. I've got to say, this month, we, we I tell you what, since Extras launched, we haven't really had a bad month. Every time we've gone through the extra list, there's always two or three games that are like, wow, great. Mm. I wish we had the time. Yes. The same things now. Like, if you haven't played uh, Shredder's Revenge, we all adore that on this podcast. Fantastic game. You and me both got the platinum on that, right? Yeah. Excellent game. I, I, I believe it's a year old now, right? It's just gone its birthday, I think. Oh, it might oh, have. Wow, that is yeah, so... Yeah, from release. That's so, gone so Just over fast. a year. So to celebrate, it's gone on to uh, the service. Wow. Excellent game. And Rogue Legacy 2, we have not had that on the platform. No. You haven't been able to buy it. It came to Xbox. It came to Windows. Uh, we have, And Switch, I think. But we haven't had it. Now, Rogue Legacy for me... I love Rogue Legacy. Amazing. For me, it's always been a Vita game. I oh. played it on my Vita. Always been on, on the Vita. Rogue Legacy 2 is going to be an instant download for me. 
I got to download it. I want to check it out. It's one of those games that would be, say, for example, your hands start feeling on a Street Fighter, you're missing inputs, you're like, I've got to call it to bed. Do a quick run on Rogue Legacy. Yeah. Because it doesn't last long. Cap the night off game. Yeah. And and that's what it's going to be for me. 100%. Uh, how does this list appeal to you guys? Mr. Hoy, is there any standout games on here that you're interested on? Of course, you are an extra subscriber, thanks to myself and Spence. Anything on here that you're thinking, oh, this is quite interesting, even though I don't have the time for it right now? Yeah. I mean, I'm really glad to see Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles get on the service. Um, we've played it a lot. You both have platinumed it. I think I missed out because I I went bloody physical rather than the digital version. I think you got it maybe two or three weeks before me. So unfortunately, I didn't have the same period of time to play it, but I vastly enjoyed the game. So that's an incredible game to see on the service because people are really going to enjoy that. And as I said, it's just gone past its uh, one-year birthday. So uh, there's lots of extra content in there. I think they broadened the uh, amount of characters that you could play over the uh, first year. So uh, lots of content to play, lots of good gaming. And if you're Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles fan or a side-scrolling beat-em-up. It's just a perfect game. It really is. What about yourself, Mr. Spencer Davis? What are you thinking? All I'm thinking with this list, like you said, Rogue Legacy 2, massive. I love Rogue Legacy. That's going to be a great game for me. Literally, like you said, cap off tonight. Killing Floor 2. I think we all hop in that. That'd be really fun. Do you know, I got that on PlayStation Plus years ago. Did you? I've got it, yeah. So, um, I mean, you could just download it off mine. I mean, yeah, it's got it now anyway. Yeah, but it's well fun. <laughs> it's great. I'd yeah. be well up for that. That is, that's like a Thursday night game, Phil. Like if, uh, if say for example, we got burned yeah. out on a Street Fighter one night, uh, or we just didn't want to play it that night. Killing Floor is definitely a game we could all dive into. Fun not happening, but yeah. No, yeah, no, it's not. But yeah, not a chance. <laughs> uh, other than that, did you say Far Cry Six has co-op in the past? It does. Yeah. There we go. Full co-op. Another game for us to play. Lovely stuff. Not going to do it, but it's there. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And then, you know, uh, I'd like to play a Hat in Time. Would you? I've seen a lot of people really like Hat in Time. And it looks like a very cute little game. A little platformer. I think it'd be fun. I think I'd play it for about 15 minutes and never touch it again. But I'd like to give it those 15 minutes. Fair. Well, I think it's around about now that I should probably admit something. Um, a couple of episodes ago, quite a while ago now, when we had this last list, there was a little game on there. A little gem. That was called Bass Hunting. World Championship I remember. Bass. I remember, remember that one. And I said, oh, I'm going to check this out. Yeah. to go. I did. I put about two hours into, uh, into Bass Championship fishing. Well, you actually said you were going to play it and see if there was anything else you could catch outside bass. <laughs> oh, yes, yeah, true. If there was any other fish. If there was any other animals out there that you could possibly catch. Was there? I'm dying. I was on the edge of my seat. I was really excited to hear. <laughs> was there anything else other than bass in the bass game there is there is a whole cacophony of what of, of lake fish that's not accurate it's bass hunter <laughs> no what you way else? i've been missold i've been missold <laughs> the bass is like the gold standard the creme de la creme that's what you want to catch i wasn't at that level i didn't have my shake and my lure but i had the cop it turns out it's quite a hard game. <laughs> it turns out bass fishing, I didn't realize how many sponsors they had. That was the thing. Like, It shows the picture of the guy when you boot the game up. And the guy looks like he's a Formula One driver. His outfit is just stacked with sponsors. And you think, Jesus Christ. You get into it, and the tutorial is wild. <laughs> There's so many things to catch in fish. I, I thought you just chuck something in, and you wait for it to bite, and you wriggle it in, right? Done. No, you got to tie your net. 
you got to make sure you wiggle correctly. Some fish don't like a wiggle. <laughs> you got to figure all this out. The only thing I didn't realize in my time, my two hours, I didn't have enough time to learn the frame data of this fish. The frame data of the fish. Because that's, that's the only thing I was The matchup. But it was <laughs> the matchup with lures, yeah. yeah. Which lure you need to catch which fish. I, I enjoyed my time with it. Uh, and I will do the same for the wine simulator. As it is known historically in this podcast, I'm not a wine connoisseur. Can this be the thing that gets me into red wine? No. <laughs> no. No. But we'll find out. L- little segue just off this, and I think this is something that you would never do, Davey. You you don't like wine, you don't drink wine very often, no. but you know how to use a corkscrew. <laughs> I was away with one of the boys from work, and he says, I had a bottle of wine the other night, and I didn't have a way to open the bottle. And I was like, oh, yeah? So you just didn't drink it, right? He said, no, I got a screwdriver and I hit it in with a hammer and popped the cork into the bottle. And then he said, what I did, I tipped in a pint glass and it was a lovely glass of wine. That's <laughs> what a legend. What an Madness. absolute Absolutely legend. Mad. I've never heard anything like that. Wine in a pint glass is <laughs> insane. Wine in a pint glass. What a legend. Knocking it in with a, with a, yeah. Couldn't he have literally screwed it in? Yeah, and screw- pulled it out. And pulled it out with that by twisting it wouldn't it up work a quite bit. the same because the reason the cork works is because it goes kind of through it, it catches it, you know? Yeah. Whereas screwdriver's just cylinder in there. So it just slide back out. Ah. Uh, maybe yeah. tried that first. I bet he was there for a solid minute. You reckon? Yeah. Well well, I mean, with my Matthias Rose, I don't have to worry about that. It's a screw top. <laughs> Six pound after. <laughs> yeah, it's all you it know. comes. It comes in a carton. <laughs> it comes in a pint glass. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the dream. Well, one of, one of those plastic uh, wine glasses where you have the foil on the top. Oh, yeah. <laughs> An oh. M&S special. They're quite those? posh. They're quite posh. Yeah, there we go. Never seen those. Yeah, yeah, we'll we'll yeah. get that with Matthias Rosé. It's way downhill. That's where you order from the Indian at 3 a.m. when all the bars are closed. A Matthias Rosé. Done that many a house party. It's weird that it shares something with toothpaste. Because toothpaste, you have to take the cap off and pull the freaking foil off oh no it's not like a it's not like the the bottle of wine on Matthias rose isn't a foil cap over the top it's just one of those screw tops like with blossom hill over blossom hill sure yeah just you just unscrew it and it's just good to go ready to pour what's the point in the foil then there's no foil that's no, the other one the one that has foil that's just a cup so if you go to m&s you can buy a cup of wine Oh, with it's in a gobbler. It. It's like in a gobbler. Oh, that's so strange. And you just peel the lid off and it's good to go. You've got a cup of wine. That's weird. But it means you can travel a, a glass of wine. And you can keep the cup. So, in, you know, like you buy a well, can of beer. it's a plastic beer. cup. You ain't going to keep it. No. <laughs> yeah, what do. would you do with it? <laughs> well, you might do. How poor would you be if you opened up someone's cupboard and all it was just full of... Plastic <laughs> wine cups. Plastic wine cups. <laughs> plastic wine cups. <laughs> I think that's what they uh, should do when they start assessing people for benefits, I reckon. They should go around and see how many plastic wine cups they got in the cupboard. Yeah. But, but you can't the get more them. you have, the richer you are. You can't get them from Aldi. So if they got a lot, they yeah, don't need benefit. Their money. Yeah, because they're getting from M&S. Yeah, you ain't exactly. get, getting that. Yeah, you ain't getting that. A fucking <laughs> Tesco value. <laughs> Wine is a great indicator of class, right? <laughs> it is, it really is. And, it, and if this is coming across to you as something that's very new. Yeah, look at, look at yourself in the mirror. I just don't shop at Marks and Spencer's, boys. Yeah, that's the problem. It's not. It's really not. <laughs> it says a lot about you, Spence. <laughs> yeah, uh, a lot of positives. <laughs> right, uh, moving on. Passing yeah. to, to Mr. Hoy. Mr. Hoy, my friend. Coming across to you. Now, I know your favourite game. It's Death Stranding. And 
I didn't play it enough, but I played it to the point where I got a weapon and it was this electric gun. You could kind of charge up a little bit, kind of zap people. One of those. You mean in the director's cut or the original? I believe because it was added in the director's cut. There's an electric gun in the director's cut. Yeah. So that is the zapper gun. I want to hear that. Bad boy. I don't know what his name is, though. The gun. I assume it's a he. <laughs> Boats are female, aren't they? Boats. Boats are female. You enter them. Guns. Um, so all cars, all transportation, anything you get into is female. Yeah. You know, you people got a car, they're like, she's a beauty. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, never thought about that. If you enter it, it's a female. So what if you, if you hold it, it's male? Like a gun or like a fork? Yeah. He's a great fork. Yeah. You can't get into... Well, you can't... Uh, there's exceptions. I suppose like a tank would be male. Would it? I don't know. But you can get into it. But it's boats got a long big. shaft. <laughs> but bo- <laughs> boats are girthy, though. Yeah. But ultimately, they're getting her... That you get inside it. Yeah, inner. I think, well, tank in that. But you can hang out a tank at the top, can't you? Yeah, was that If you're firing the gun. Yeah, was that changed then? I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to figure out the rules with you. I don't know how this works. I think anything you can enter is a female, really. Okay. And anything that can enter you is male. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like a... Anything else is male. Okay. Sorry to interrupt, lads, but um, I think you're referring to the Mazer gun. And it goes a little something. If I remember rightly, like this. Quick news. Okay, guys, I've got a little bit of an update about a game that I have not played yet. I may own it, but I have not played it just yet. Played the demo. Very, very good. Cannot wait to actually play it with you lads when you actually buy it. Diablo, it's off to a strong, strong start. According to a new press release from Blizzard, the makers of Diablo 4, Diablo was the best-selling opening in Blizzard's history, making major bank by achieving, right this, a revenue of a whopping 666 million in global sell-through. Now, I'm not sure if I can completely believe that because 666 is the sign of the devil. It links a lot with Diablo. There's going to be a little bit of marketeering around that, (laughs) but I'm liking it. It did come in and it has done very, very well. Turns out the devil does pay well, but I've got an extra stat for you guys. So I was looking again at my friend's uh, Twitter feed, Mr. Zubitech, so Z-U-B-Y underscore tech, and Diablo, it popped in at number one in the UK physical game chart sales. And guys, I got the percentage splits for PS5, Xbox, and PS4. Now, where do you think people are playing Diablo? Between those three platforms, PS5, hands down. It sweeps Xbox in every single game. The market's much bigger for us. I would say PC. Oh, PC's on the list? PC's not on the list. I'm just talking about the consoles. So So we've got the the stats of the two PlayStations, and then we've got the Xbox as well. Okay, I'd say Xbox then. Xbox, you think? PS5's way bigger, but we've got other stuff to play. Oh no! I I reckon I reckon PS Five by a sixty five percent split. I think Xbox. I think they've been waiting for this. <laughs> I'm glad we split you down the middle with this one because Xbox, of course, had a massive marketing push for Diablo because, of course, it's on PC as well as the Xboxes. But guys, PlayStation Shit. Five did sixty seven percent of the sales. Oh, that's close. Xbox yeah. did twenty seven percent of the sales, and PS Four did six percent. So as a combined. PlayStation did 73% of the sales compared to Xbox's 26. Absolutely 
smoked them. Jesus Christ. To be fair, I always think about stats like this. And I think that's not Xbox's fault. Because we just have such a larger player base. Yeah, exactly right. That's it's all it is. It's, it's, there's nothing to say about the consoles. No. It's just we've got fucking we dwarf them. Yeah, that's all it is. It's just the fact that, you know, we're, the PlayStation 5's out on the Xbox, they say about four to one right now. Yeah, insane. I mean, I don't know how different that would be following their showcase. Their showcase was really strong, if you saw that. But at, uh, with, with Starfield, look great. But uh, historically, it's been like four to one. So it, it kind of makes sense. And... The stigma is there for a reason. They don't buy games. <laughs> I know Potato Cheese is going to hate that. He's going to be like, oh, straight in the comments. Mm-hmm. Oh, we do buy games. I buy games all the time. <laughs> <laughs> no, you don't, mate. Great little stat, though, isn't it, really? So uh, if you are going to be buying Diablo and you want to play it on console, buy it on PS5 because I need someone to play it with because these <laughs> lads, they're playing Street Fighter 6. That's true. Anyway, moving on. We're going to move it back on and background to Davey. Now, I'm thinking of a weapon, and I'm thinking of a game we've all played recently, or we should have. Ooh. I say fairly recently. We're meant to be doing it for a spoiler cast from the past. So, Davey, I want Gordon Freeman's crowbar, the most iconic weapon in gaming history. Oh, God. The thing is, for this, you could choose what are you hitting with it. Because <clears throat> it changes, doesn't it? Exactly right. So, I'm going to give you a multi-tiered impression, because... I was blown away when I played this game. And bearing in mind, it has been months since I've last played. I, I completed this game first out of these lads. And I completed it about six months ago. So it's, it's been a I while. I don't think you did. I completed it first. I completed it originally. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> and I've played it pretty much ooh, years every ago. other year since it came out. All oh, right. Okay. All <laughs> but right. it's on PS2 at the moment. Still there. I'm like two from the end. Right. So first one is if you hit anything in the environment. And it goes like ding 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 ding, and you hit someone. It goes. It's like a thud. It's like literally. It's like. Gordon. What about a wooden crate, mate? You can run away. What about those? Also good, mate. Also good. He's good to go with that as well. I know. I know. Quick news. Mortal Kombat 1, of course, as we know, has been shown. It's been at the Summer Game Fest. We know it's coming next from NeverRealm Studios. However, Injustice 3 is still a possibility. According to the game director, of course, Ed Boon, Injustice 3 is still on the cards. Due to COVID, they decided to work on Mortal Kombat. This is something they know. However, they said the door is not closed. Fantastic news, guys. Injustice 2 had one of the best story modes out of any fighting game. It rivals any game I've ever played, to be honest. It's a fantastic story. Injustice 3 gets me super excited. I played the pants off Injustice 2 when it first came out. To hear there is still a chance of it living was all I needed to know. Yeah. It's all I needed to know. Just that glimmer of hope. It's just like what I want with Resistance. Thank you, Ed Boon. It's something I'll look forward to in the future. Injustice 2 was your fighter before Dragon Ball, right? Uh, yeah. Literally, yeah. you were attending events. Yeah, yeah. I, I was playing all over the place for it. Wow. I loved it. I absolutely loved it. It's, the, the thing is with me, with uh, Neverround Games, it came from Injustice. Yeah. Injustice 1, I loved. Didn't put as much time into it because I was playing Street Fighter 4 and Smash. I was big on Smash at the time. And then, yeah, Injustice 2, I wasn't playing. I was playing a bit of Smash, but I was playing Injustice on the side. It's fantastic. So yeah, and, and of course, for me, Evo 
Injustice 2. Best game I've seen at EVA. Hands down. That's great. It's fantastic. So uh, I'll look forward to more of that. Spencer, passing it over to yourself. Thinking of games that we've played, there's one series in particular that has some really iconic weaponry. And that, of course, is Ratchet and Clank. Ooh. Now, I'm going to give you the Disco Ball gun. I'm not exactly sure what it's called. I think it's called the Groovatron. It is called the Groovatron. Memory, if memory serves. Yeah, I'd, I would it like is, to hear is. that. I can't remember. It just plays music, doesn't it? Yeah. What, what songs it play? Anything you like. All right. So it kind of looks like a dubstep gun, doesn't it? It can do. There's different versions of this gun, so you've got a lot of creativity with this. Yeah, I've only played really... It's been in quite a few Ratchet & Clank games as well, and there's an effect that happens, and I hope Davey is affected by these, this weaponry as well. Right, because if you're, in the same, if you're in the vicinity of this weapon, you're all affected. It's, it's dangerous. It's a dangerous bit of kit, this. True. Got strobe lights on that. <laughs> like, <laughs> that'd really help me out. No, I don't. I don't sorry. All right, it's quite a big gun, I think. It's like this. Shoot it. And immediately it's like stops. Then you're an enemy, so you start shooting me. <laughs> Fucking quick news. Final Fantasy 16. I talked about this earlier in what we've been playing, but I said I'd save it because they released a demo. And now I have played this demo, but I wasn't actually a massive fan of it which is a bit insane. But apparently it's been a massive hit with the PS5 community. A lot of the players are playing throughout the entire thing. Apparently it's a two-hour demo. People are getting emotional. The story's really gripping. They just sat there absolutely enthralled in the story that it's showing. And people are just obsessed with this game. And what a great time to release a demo as well. Because it dropped the same time as Liza P. But Liza P is months down the road. Final Fantasy XVI is next week. All these people, this community that are obsessing over this game right now, They've just played this demo. They got a week to wait. And this week, they are like, oh, baby. <laughs> and it carries over your progression. So people are absolutely ecstatic about this demo. I played maybe 40 minutes, half hour of it. I thought it was dull. Cutscenes were pissing me off because they are, there's many, <laughs> many. And then I played the start of combat and I thought this combat's dull. I'm sure I could have given it a chance. And I might, after seeing about this, about how much people are loving it, but as it stands, I'm not a massive fan. But I'm glad the community are enjoying it. Well, this is the thing. Push Square put out a poll. And Push Square are a great PlayStation resource where we get a lot of our news from. Of course, we kind of scattershot mostly from Twitter, to be honest with you. But Push Square um, is, is a great little resource that I use. And they do polls all the time. And their polls generally do okay. Uh, you know, like... Not really enough that I'd want to include it in the show. But this, more than ours. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> but this poll had 8,000 replies. Uh, so pretty big. Pretty big, really. And from that, they had a different ratings for how this demo landed. And it landed in the, in the 95-plus rate as the winning. I mean, Jesus Christ. Which is wow. top games of all time. That's insane. For a demo. Now, I've not played this demo, so I, I literally... I know that the progress carries over, so there's no reason for me not to play it. I want to dedicate time to this. This is one of the most anticipated games of the year. I want to have time that I free up specifically for this. So Final Fantasy 16, I'll wait. Till we get. I know they're saying there's no day one patches. Bullshit. Definitely going to be. Are you buying digital or physical? Probably physical. 
because it would be a game that I can just literally play and then put back on the shelf. Okay, I was going to say, if you bought digital, you could pre-download the game and then play the start playing the demo at 10 o'clock. I won't bother doing that. I'm not... Right now, Street Fighter is all I'm thinking about. So I need to get a couple of weeks in until I'm competent, and then it frees me up to Final Fantasy. There's nothing now for a couple of months that I'm interested in apart from Final Fantasy. So I need to just get that muscle memory in. I don't have to think about combos. Don't have to think about anything. Don't have to think about Chun-Li's massive legs and how I'd love them to wrap around me. I can just play the game with my eyes shut. And that's what I need to get to before FF16. That's fair. So that's where I am. But um, but yeah, huge, huge praise for this demo. And it, go- it goes to show the power that demos can have. If you have a confident demo out, like you were saying about Lies of P, Final Fantasy, it sells games. Yeah. And and that's what it's all about. 100%. I mean, it's a massive thing. Phil, mate, have you thought about checking out this demo and are you excited for this game at all? Well, I've said all along this journey that we've been taking with Final Fantasy and the updates that we've been seeing at various shows that I wanted a demo. So they have answered my prayers. Um, but it all goes down to time. How long is this demo, Spence? How many hours have you put, are you putting into this one to complete it? Do you know? It's a two hour long demo, roughly. I'm pretty sure you could probably squeeze more time out of it. Same as the Lies of P. When it ends, you still keep playing. But this one, yeah, about two hours long. Then it's a possibility because I, I'm definitely interested. I think the combat does look interesting. Um, and you guys have uh, really talked this one up. I know you're saying the demo is a little bit sour, but I'll see. If I've got those two hours, I'm going to dive into this one. This might be my first Final Fantasy oh. ever. Ooh, I'll nice. be very excited to hear it. The thing I would say, Spence, is that if you think these cutscenes, now I haven't played it, but if you think these cutscenes are bad, you wait till we spoil MGS the cast from the past MGS4, man. I know, mate. <laughs> you are going to be sour. I knew you were going to say MGS4. <laughs> That's the game. And for that entire thing, cock was out, mate. War. <laughs> I was jacking it for like 40 minutes straight over MGS4. So if you come out of that and you rate that like a 5 out of 10 or 6 out of 10, it's going to be hell to pay. The issue with MGS4 is when the cutscenes end, you've got to pick up your pad. It's dead. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's been on that whole time. <laughs> yeah, it has. Yeah, it's a nightmare. <laughs> Sticky as well. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so this is a Sexy black pad episode. before I started playing. Why is it white? <laughs> Dear God. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm glad we're moving on. All right, Mr. Hoy. <laughs> so we're going to back round to yourself. This is my option for you, Phil. There is nothing more terrifying than being in a raid with your boys. You've just solved the puzzle on Call of Duty. You get into the next room and there's a juggernaut that you have to take out. And what weapon is he using? Massive fucking minigun. That the sheer sound terrifies you. I want to hear that sound, Mr. Hoy. Okie doke. It's not coming all out, is it? There we go, there we go. It's coming out. Maybe not, maybe. Close-ish-ish. Move on. Quick news. So, guys... Capcom has confirmed <laughs> earlier this week, and we've been highly praising Street Fighter 6, that it has attracted 1 million players. That is absolutely huge, considering this is a fighting game. We do not see these numbers. And since following up, they have confirmed that it's got critically acclaimed sequel now. It's sold 1 million copies. Incredible stuff. Congratulations, Street Fighter. I'm not surprised for the time I've spent in it. Probably about two hours. It is spectacular. Spencer's talking it up the wazoo, and we're going to be talking about this game 
over and over again for the future of MPS Retrast. So strap yourself in, guys. Fuck yeah. Well done. Well done, Capcom. Well done. They don't miss. No. Well, except for, yeah, you know, that we'll, one game. We'll cover it soon. Don't say the title. Yeah, we'll see. We'll cover it soon. Okie doke. Right. Last round. And Spencer, I'm coming to you this time. Oi, oi. As we all have played Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and we're all big fans of the turtles, I'm going to pick you. Your favorite turtle, Donatello. I want to hear his staff clubbing some foot. Two things you like there. <laughs> I do like big staffs, and I do like... <laughs> feet <laughs> you like that big bit of wood in your hands it's nothing better than mixing the two and have some feet on my big stick <laughs> <laughs> outrageous oh, i'm sorry listeners 69 69 all right so donnie big donnie i love donnie he's such a legend isn't he? <laughs> whips out he's like Big hit at the end. Quick news. So, guys, back to me. Now, listen, I know that I talked about the new games coming to Premium Essential Extra, but there's something we didn't talk about, and that was PSVR 2 games. Now, obviously, we've just had the showcase go by, and a lot of people were quite disappointed with the lackluster amount of PSVR 2 shown. I mean, the best thing they showed was Synapse, which was a game we've already seen. Yep. And now the thing you just begs the question, why the other day did we get a blog post showing PSVR 2 games after a PSVR 2 showcase? Makes no sense. And those games looked exceptional. So let's talk about them a bit, shall we? Yes, please. The games that were shown are Tiger Blade. In fact, there's only five games. Let's just talk about them. Tiger Blade. Have you guys seen Tiger Blade? Yes. Yeah, I've seen seen the trailer for this. And to be fair, it kind of looked like a mix between Red Steel and Fruit Ninja. Nah, I'd say probably 13. Did you ever play that game? Yeah. Like the cell shading kind of looked to it. To me, this one didn't land. I, I thought this game looked a bit bland. It looked a bit generic. Something about it where it was coming up saying headshot, headshot, headshot. Unless I could see some kind of hidden scoring mechanic or something in this. I don't know. This game just didn't didn't vibe with me. That's fair enough. Phil, mate, do you have a look at this game? What do you think? I did look at this game and I thought I'd clicked the wrong link because this looks like a Nintendo Wii game. It doesn't look like a PlayStation game and it definitely doesn't look like a next-gen PlayStation VR game. And this is not making me happy when we're talking about PlayStation VR. But one thing I did like about the trailer, and I think this was something, Dave, you actually remarked uh, about, was they actually sync some of the combat to the music. And that was the only pleasure I got out of watching this trailer because everything else was below par. And it was at least, what, 10, 15 years old now? Go back to bed, boys. This is shit. Move on. <laughs> the killing blow. Mr. Class. Punching them when they're down. The ref's not looking. He's not paying attention. He's getting the elbows in. That nose is off his face. That's fucking amazing. <laughs> I think this game looked great. Except this on rails. And then I thought, ah, oh, never mind. The point of it is freedom. You're supposed to be like a ninja kind of thing with a sword you can grapple hook about. But as soon as you grapple hook somewhere, that's it, you're stuck there. It's like you're playing Time Crisis, except that you're in VR with a sword and, a, I suppose, a gun, apparently. Nah, not for me at all. I thought the art style looked like Sifu. 
Mm, no. There was one scene where they showed a woman sat down in an office and it looked like a Sifu kind of building from uh, level four, I think, for the lady with the kunais. Yes, yeah. Yeah, it looked like her. And I thought the art style looked like Sifu. But other than that, it didn't look like Sifu. It was that one scene. And I was like, what? That's weird. And that was it. It was like it was trying to be Sifu, but not hard enough. Oh, it just, it, it just to me, the, that art style did not work. I know beauty's in the eye of the beholder. Some people yeah. will see that and think, yeah, do you know what? That looks great. It looks right up my alley. Fair play to you. You're to me, wrong. this kind of like scoring system and chasing leaderboards, getting these different kills, see my back. That's not why I play games. It's just not for me, this. It's fair enough. All right, moving swiftly on from one PSVR 2 game to another. This one, I'm amazed wasn't shown at the showcase. Wanderer, the Fragments of Fate. Jesus, boys, tell me. You have seen this trailer. Yes. Yes, I have. And I tell you what, if people were questioning the PlayStation Showcase before, and bearing in mind, we came in really hot from the PlayStation Showcase. We had Helldivers, we had MGS, um, you know, we had Spidey. We, we were happy. We were happy what we got shown. But we all agreed that the PlayStation VR content was not where it needed to be. This would be a game that would sell PSVR. This game looks phenomenal. The graphical fidelity is insane. The story looks really interesting. And the different settings they showed from, you know, playing drums at what seemed like Woodstock or something, all the way through to like having some World War II level shooter. I am so in for this. This looks like a true PSVR 2 title. And I cannot believe they have relegated this to a fucking blog post. Only the hardest of hardcore see the blog post. And granted, the PSVR 2 is a device for the hardest of hardcore. You know, a casual is not going to pick up a 550-odd pound console accessory. However, the goal is to sell a PSVR 2. The way you do that is via the games. What makes more sense? Showing Beat Saber... Or showing this. Everyone who's got a VR who's interested in, in fucking Beat Saber has it already. Beat Saber ain't going to sell you the system if you've not bought it up until now. It came with the Queen pack. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> Beat Saber, people have played it, people have checked out. If that didn't get you in, it's not going to get you in now. Wanderer could be that thing that gets someone like Phil into VR. It's wild. I don't understand what PlayStation are doing here. I just do not fucking get it. And instead, we get time on the fucking Q light, which should have been in the fucking blog post. It makes no sense to me. I Honestly, it gets me angry how good this fucking game is and that people are going to walk past this and not see it. If you have not seen the Wanderer trailer, please go onto the blog, go onto YouTube, wherever, and watch it because this trailer is fucking phenomenal. It's... Easily the best thing I've seen on PSVR 2 so far. Really is. Damn. So high praise for this. I was blown away by it. Massive, massive praise from Davey. Phil, mate, what are your thoughts? Well, from the bottom of the barrel with the last game we talked about to the top of the mountain with this game, this game impressed me, guys. And it takes a lot on PSVR 2 because as soon as I see that logo, I'm like, I'm a little bit switched off. 
So to see something like this and to be genuinely interested in the world that they're trying to create with this, very last of us in sections, changed it up. As Davey said, we're in Woodstock in parts, we're shooting guys in other parts. What was even going on in the game? It looked awesome. There's a lot of intrigue there. But the game looks stunning. It looks like a next-gen title, and it would be definitely a game I would pick up if I happen to have a PlayStation VR 2. And I'm going to put it on my wish list, and when that day comes, I will be playing this game, I guarantee it. What about yourself, Spence? For me, this game, like you boys said, like you, Phil, especially, the game started, and you're in kind of a post-apocalyptic world. It looks one-to-one like Last of Us. It does. looks beautiful, graphically insane in this game is phenomenal for a psvr 2 game specifically for a vr game looks insanely beautiful and it looks like last of us i was like oh put me in <laughs> and then there's suddenly you're in space and you're in water oh. and then you're in like a tomb or something solving puzzles and then you're in you're on the drums in front of ten thousand people at donnington i don't know what's going on it's insane I don't know what this game is. I imagine you wander through people's lives. I think that's what it is. And you live other people's lives and you just do whatever they did. But it's just seems like a fantastic experience. And it's a day fucking one. And the fact this wasn't in the showcase is a spit in the face of everyone who bought a PSVR 2. It's insane. This is the best game I've seen on PSVR 2. Probably not close to anything i mean granted i haven't played village i haven't gran turismo is phenomenal and you haven't played horizon yet i haven't played horizon yet but this looks great this has the parkour of horizon this has the combat that you want from this kind of game this has the graphic fidelity of an actual just ps5 game let alone a vr game this looks insane day one it's 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 fantastic watch this fucking trailer watch it now pause us listeners pause us now and go watch this trailer come back though don't fuck (laughs) off come back please please we need you we need the retention so come back but watch the trailer first and then come back you'll be like they're so right they're so right if you come back and you think we're wrong go don't come back yeah yeah you're not welcome you're not welcome no it's it's the fucking door leave a five stars on your way out fuck off and and leave the podcast rolling though. You don't have to watch it; just leave <laughs> yeah. it running on your device because we want the uh, the viewership and the the timings and everything else, the duration. We need all that. So yeah, as I said, subscribe five star, leave it on, but leave. Yeah, <laughs> cue all of our episodes and go for a walk. <laughs> go, leave the house. Go for a walk off a long cliff. Fuck off. Don't take your keys. <laughs> You're not going to be coming back. <laughs> oh. But moving on, <laughs> the next game. The next game was Pixel Ripped 1995. Very cute little nostalgia-filled video game survival kind of thing. As I don't mean survival as in you need to survive. I mean, you need to keep the video games alive. Weird. Weird-looking game. But it's a case of video games are in danger. <laughs> and you've got to keep them safe. Wreck-It Ralph-esque, I suppose. But the game looks very interesting. Very cool. Lots of ideas. Boys, I'm sure you've seen it because you've seen the last two. Let me know. This game's interesting. I'm not going to say it's a day one. It's not on that level. I did really appreciate the nostalgia that I got from it in terms of that fear. There's a primal fear built into you as a gamer, especially as a gamer back then. (laughs) I know exactly what you're going to say. Of when you're playing a game 
you're getting far into it and all of a sudden it's bedtime or it's bath time or it's time to go see your auntie or your grand's on the phone. And there's no pause button in some of these. It just doesn't exist. And they're on a timer. And your mum, then after you're like, mum, I'm nearly at the end. Mum, I've never got to this level. Please, please just let me in. She's like, I've told you once. I've told you twice. I'm not going to tell you again. Speak to your nan now. And then it's just literally, right, that's it. Plugs out. No! Or, mum, I hate you. You start packing your bags. You've got to run away from home. <laughs> and you just sit in the garden for half hour. Yeah. And then come back at mum when's tea. <laughs> <laughs> It's a primal fear built into you as a gamer. And Pixel Ripped just brought that right back to the forefront. Something I haven't thought about in like 30 years. And it's back. And and for that reason, I was really interested by this. I think it's a really novel idea. And the thing we're always touting about on this podcast is having originality. Having something that isn't just a boilerplate, third-person shooter, boilerplate, third-person role-playing action game, whatever it is, right, action-adventure having something that stands on its own with its own identity. And this looks like that. Now, granted, those people that have been in the VR space for a long time, this game has been out before on different systems. It's a 2018 game originally. I've never played this. I've never seen this before in my life. I know it's enhanced into up to 120 FPS. Um, and we get all the bells and whistles that come with the PSVR 2. It's something I'm interested in. Not a day one This is like, for me... A PS Plus game. Not that level, but on sale. Sure. So not the point where I'm not going to play it unless I get it for free. Just more of a case of... £13. Yeah. Yeah. Around about that. That's the exact price, 20% off. Yeah. 20% off. And I'll I'll probably end up picking it up, I reckon. Something that I don't need now. I'm quite happy to sit on. And then when I see it, I think, I quite like the looks of that. I'll check it out. You know? That kind of level. Don't know about yourself, though, Mr. Hoy. What more is there to say on this one? I'm going to keep it real short and just say this one isn't for me. It's a great idea. I really like some of the aesthetics and some of the ideas there, but there's nothing really grabbing me by the balls like the last game uh, where I'm going to want to put serious money down and and, and purchase this game. So uh, unfortunately, this one's a miss for me, but I could see it doing quite well in the uh, PSVR 2 space because it is quite creative and quite different. Fair enough. I mean, for me, yeah, it's like echoing your thoughts. It's the kind of game, for me, it's a PS Plus Donny. I don't think I'd pay for it. That far. But I mean, if you pay for it, I get it. Yeah. So PS Plus be damned. It doesn't matter. But it's definitely not, if, if I have other options, I'm not playing it. But if I don't have anything else to play, which, <laughs> help me God, <laughs> please. Nice, wouldn't it be nice? <laughs> It'd be lovely, yeah. But that's not going to happen anytime soon. So uh, chances are I'm never going to play this game. It does look good. looks cool. I'm sure I'd very much enjoy it. But I've just got other shit to play. So it is what it is. The other game, there's two more games. One of them's part of this blog post, and there's another one after. But the next game on this blog post, which wasn't shown at the showcase, is the Seventh Guest VR, which seems to be kind of, it's a bit hard to explain. It's a puzzle, mystery, murder, horror game where you explore a haunted mansion kind of thing, and you assume you have to figure out people's lives or why they're still around, I suppose. You know, ghosts always have baggage they need solved before they can fuck off or something. I reckon it's something like that. And you just got to figure it out and get them gone. Like the sixth sense, but there's no ultimate mystery around it. No, there might be. Oh, yeah. Who's the seventh guest? 
Oh, yeah, true. Maybe yeah. there's only six ghosts. Why is it in VR? <laughs> <laughs> Uber, who am knows? I am I the seventh guest? It could be you. <laughs> yeah. Could I mean, be. I bet you are, actually. There we go. Game solved. Game solved. Done. Done. Complete it, mate. But uh, yeah, it looked cool. I think it looked cool. I don't know. You boys, obviously, you've seen the last three, but you've seen this one. Go on. What are your thoughts? Yeah, yeah. Um. So this game... Uh, according to the blog post, it's a 90s supernatural mystery. It's apparently, this game came out in the 90s. Uh, I'd never heard of it before in my life. It's the first I've ever heard of it. I thought it looked fine. I thought it looked cool. It's, it's, it's a puzzle game. And I love puzzles. We're always talking about how much we love survival horror and puzzles. So this should be up my alley. However, something about it just didn't didn't hit for me. Oh, it's live action. What do you mean? That's obviously not. The characters. What do you mean? 3D live action graphics by way of ghostly volumetric video capture. What the fuck does that mean? I think they've captured them and put them in like a ghostly filter. But they didn't look like real life. It looked like really shit PS2 level NPCs. I don't think it looked that bad. But I think they've... The 90s was full of this type of stuff. Yeah, like in, Mortal in Kombat. video games, especially like on P- PC games. So think of Command & Conquer, where you had like real actors in the games. Oh. So you'd have segues oh, and yeah. you'd yeah. have actual <laughs> people speaking to the screen. The Seventh Guest was very much this back in ni- 1993, I think it came out. Um, but yeah, it was a point-and-click kind of movie experience kind of game. I don't think it did great back in the day. Um, and I'm not sure it'll do great on PSVR 2. But it's quite nice that we're getting that re- reiteration of these games and bringing back some classics there was definitely a fan base back in the day uh however small it was and i'm sure they'll want to play it again now on psvr too yeah i well mean the said. thing is everyone loves a puzzle game that's it <laughs> that's my point <laughs> gotta love a puzzle game and if this game's free on ps plus <laughs> oh, then sound <laughs> i mean yeah other than that i'll be playing wanderer thank you very much cheers cheers seventh guest pipes coming but yeah that's it the other game and the last and final game is Phasmophobia, mm. the massive game on Twitch, YouTube. People love it everywhere. Widely played. Massive, massive game is coming to PSVR 2. And I think that is going to be a phenomenal experience. Have you played Phasmophobia? I've never played it. However, I've said this on the podcast many times. My wife is a massive like Markiplier uh, fan. Like huge into Bob and Wade, all those people. Jacksepticeye. Jacksepticeye loves all those. Won't watch any of my content. I'll just put that out there. Won't watch a single piece from me. Sick of your voice, mate. But yeah, she'll she'll watch everything from you know Mark and all those guys. And she's watched a shitload of Phasmophobia, which means I have too. <laughs> and I gotta say, this game is a game that I've always said to Lottie. Why isn't this on PS5? Because this game is fucking great. You know, being able to have the whole thing where you've got to say the ghost name and to anger them, and you get into this whole VR. If you don't know, Phil, I don't know if, how much you know about this. Do you, do you know much about Phasmophobia, Phil? I don't want to bore you to death if you don't. Yeah, know. yeah. I, it's, it's been around PC space for a long time. Oh, fair dues. Well, for, for the audience, if you don't know, it, the whole point is you're ghost hunting. And you go into a set location with tools that you bring into it, and you try and discover what the ghost is and try and un- uncover that, really, and get evidence of the ghost. And that's how you get scores and that's how you build up money and buy a new kit. And it's a fucking laugh. It's just a total laugh. And it's just a spooky game where you don't know who's going to die, who's going to make it back to the van, all that. This, for me, is a definite day one. 100% day one. 
And it's not just for the fact that I think I could make like a little bit of content out of this for the podcast or anything, which we definitely could. It'd be a good laugh. I have wanted to play this for years and I've never had the option on PlayStation. And finally we can on PlayStation VR 2. So Phil, uh, as someone who's got an awareness of this from the PC space, being the PC master race uh, guy you are uh, with League of Legends and all that stuff, any interest in this? Does this get you a little bit twinging towards a PSVR 2 or not? Still bronze, unfortunately. <laughs> I'll bring that up. Still haven't moved Didn't on. Didn't want to ask. Didn't um, want to ask. But yeah, th- this game, I, I do know, is extremely popular uh, on, on the PC space. I think it's been out a couple of years now. Maybe 2020 maybe came out. Um, but you see a lot of streamers, a lot of people playing, a lot of people raving about it. But I'll, tell, I'll warn you now, guys, if you don't like a jump scare, this game is full of jump scares. Jump scares out the wazoo. It'll happen to you, and it is hilarious to watch. So it'll be brilliant to watch you guys jump in about with your big goggles, your big PSVR 2 goggles on. So I'll film it while you two play each other. But it's usually four-person co-op. I don't know if they're switching that up uh, for the PSVR 2 uh, version of this game, but it'd be interesting to see. Spence, you getting this day one with me? If you are, I am. Because you download my copy. Yeah, exactly, yeah. You ain't <laughs> buying this physical. You mad. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Bro, I'm a leech. <laughs> I'm a leech. You suck it good. But then it doesn't matter because we play co-op games anyway. I'd buy it. But yeah, it's 100%. It should be fun. And we kind of need VR experiences like this, I think. And it'd definitely be extremely fun to just jump in, have a fuck about, hunt some ghosts and shit our pants. What a great time. Thank God this isn't the no swearing episode. Jesus, I've been swearing (laughs) up the wazoo. My God, my bad. (laughs) It's a sexy episode. So guys, I suppose the thing I want to ask you is that with all these games, do you feel that the PlayStation Showcase would have been bogged down by including these into the showcase itself? Or do you think that they've missed a trick by having these on a blog post weeks after? I think they've missed a trick not having the Wanderer in the showcase. I think if they had the rest of these games, it'd have pissed people off even more. Because the other three games didn't look good, really didn't look good at all and you don't want to show that at a showcase specifically you want to show good indies or big games come in if you have say eight or i don't know how many games they showed at the showcase for psvr2 was it about six seven i've won that many was it five about maybe four sure it feels like it went over like that yeah it was quick but if they show say eight say they added these four as well and then you'd be like synapse of wanderer look good rest looks shite mm. I feel like if you have too much of something, you think about the negatives more than the positives. So I feel like it's fine that this was a blog post, but 100% Wanderer should have been shown because Wanderer is massive. That game looks exceptional. What about yourself, Mr. Hoy? Where are you falling down on this? As someone who's not a PSVR 2 owner, it'd be quite interesting to hear if you'd want this included or if you're quite happy being separated like this. Do you know what, Davey? I completely disagree with Spencer. I don't like the idea that he wants to hide away games from people just because he doesn't feel they're very good. There is a market for this. It's a growing market. So you need to show everybody the breadth of gaming options that they have. Okay, they don't sing to us, but they're going to sing to someone. And the PlayStation Showcase was sold as being a PlayStation 5, the newer games, and a PSVR 2 showcase. Did we get that? Did we fuck? We just got a PlayStation showcase with two or three, whatever, 
throwaway PSVR 2 games. Now, if they had included these other ones, my hype levels would have got higher because of The Wanderer. That game stood out, it shone, it spoke to me. But there are some special games there that I think people in that showcase would have really, really loved. I got to agree more on your side of thinking, Phil. I, I think the thing about it is that when you launch new hardware, you've got to show that you actually got support. And not just from first party, which, um, you know, granted, there's, well, there's nothing really. But you want to show that there's games coming to this thing and that it's not going to end up like a Vita where there's then, you know, there's just this dryness and all it is is just JRPGs. And this would have done it. This would have done it. And sure, most of them I would have walked past and been like, uh. But that was the same with the PlayStation Showcase in general. There's a lot of games that we thought, oh, that was cool. That was interesting. But they're not making our shag list. They're not making our marry list. For me, guys, if Wanderer had been there, that would have definitely been in contention for a marry. It would have been up there. It would have been a game that I'd be like, shit, I got MGS1 collection, so that auto takes it. But then does Helldivers get bumped down? Do I, what if someone doesn't pick it? What if they pick Wanderer? It would have made it a lot harder for me doing that last thing because it's so impressive. And as you said, Phil, games are huge. There's uh, millions of people that play games every single day and they don't like the same things. So you've got to cater to a wider audience. And, and blog posts like this, we had Beat Saber. Few had Phasmophobia in there as well. Two like legacy games that are really well known, really respected, and coming to the platform or this platform for the first time. Hell, it just would have gone over so much better. I don't know what the reason was. Don't know why they felt like they had to rush to go first when now Xbox come out with a, a better showcase uh, according to the masses. Uh, obviously, we we're very much the outliers on this. I I think that PlayStation should just buy, buy the time, and if they got all these announcements here. Do a 90-minute showcase. Just have everything. Just fucking splurge your load. Because no one gives a fuck about the PlayStation blog unless you are really into this marketplace. And going back to that showcase, we had 800,000 people watching live on YouTube, totaling over 5 million total views. If you're not confident enough to put it there, put it out to the masses then this system's dead. I'm sorry, boys. It's going to die a death. If they're not going to get behind it, as you're seeing like previous hardware, it's just going to go the way of the dodo. Fucking hope not. I mean, the, the thing about it is that the rumor is, and it's not a rumor that I'm willing to put into rumor has it. I'm not that confident on it at all. The rumor is Sony have held back. Yeah. And there's going to be another showcase either later in the year, whatever it is. I mean, potentially we could get some big hitters in there. I am not giving them that much credit. And they always say that. I think, honestly, that PlayStation were probably a little bit full of their own hubris, knowing yeah. that they had Spider-Man 2 there. Yeah. And also they had MGS. And for the really hardcore, hardcore, Helldivers. they had Helldivers. So you've got three big games. And to be fair, that shotgun approach on those three games worked for us. And we're giving it nines, tens, eights, you know. But for... For Mr. Mr. Barry, big bollocks gamer who just walks in after playing his game of FIFA for the day or Call of Duty, is that going to interest him? Having all these little random indies? Probably not. Having the Wanderer in there could have maybe sealed the deal for a PlayStation VR 2. Who knows? But I don't know what you think, Spence. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's, it is hard to say. It just depends. Obviously, we, the latest showcase kind of changed our views on showcases of what they are. 
Mm. No, they're just longer state of plays. Yeah. That is it. Yeah. We thought showcases were like, this is the big balls. Everything's swinging. They're going to show us God of War 3, <laughs> Last of Us 3, <laughs> Factions, Resistance. But really, it's like, that's nah, a state of play, but think of it like half hour longer. It's like, oh, sound. And now we know that's what it is. So we shouldn't have such high expectations going into one now. The issue was everyone had those expectations. That's true. So it's, it is what it is. These VR games being included, I do, uh, you guys have kind of swayed me a bit. They should have just put all of them in, especially if these trailers, which they clearly were just ready to go. They obviously were ready to go at the time. Showcase was what, last week? What, two, yeah, like what, three weeks ago now? Three weeks ago. They might not have been ready, but I think they probably were. So it's a bit, it's just a bit strange, but it's fine. I guess it's, it is what it is. It is they, what it they is. They just didn't feel like they had competition, I think. And I, that rumor, bullshit. Yeah, you don't believe it? Catastrophic bullshit, yeah. What do you reckon, Phil? I know it's a bit off topic, but do you reckon there's going to be another showcase for end of year? They're saying October is a rumor at the moment. I reckon bullshit too. Well, I've got to go along with you guys, to be honest. It's, it's not very often we all agree on subjects, but this one, I I just think it, it's, it's you know, the Twitter sphere chatting away because they want something extra. A lot of people felt let down from that showcase. So they're saying, oh, there's going to be another one because they got something else up their sleeve. But some people went away thinking that was a 10 out of 10 because they got what they wanted. They got their Metal Gear Solids. They got their Spider-Mans. So I'm happy. I don't need another one. So yeah, complete ball. Yeah. yeah. In agreement. Completely in agreement. <clears throat> All right, wrap this up. So passing it over to you, my friends. Okay. We've done a reverse motion. We've not gone full triangle. We've gone roundabout, where we've gone back on ourselves because we took the wrong exit. <laughs> okay. That's the way it goes. So for me, and for you, the weapon I'm giving you, I've been playing shitloads Street Fighter Six, And Ryu's weapon is his hands. Okay. But he has three special moves. Okay, all right. I'd like to see you perform those moves. Only three? Do you want me to do the rest? I'd, I'd do... You'd do the full kick. No, I could do I could Do, do three. the donkey kick. Could if you could do the donkey kick right there, it's a win. I'll, could I do three of my choosing? The three obvious ones. Well, yeah. So you got the obvious one. Hadouken! And then... Jack-Sick-Yuken! That's the spinning kick. For those who didn't know. For those who didn't know. <laughs> That's the beginning of the And then, sure you can. Or, Metsu. Sure you can. <laughs> Quick news Embracer. Last year, all we seemed to discuss about Embracer was how they were buying everyone under the sun. They were bringing them into the family, and there's apparently 240 plus games. 200 plus games. In development for this current generation. Turns out, after going on a massive buying spree and putting out a load of bollocks, you need to restructure. And that's exactly what is happening over in Embracer Group. However, Crystal Dynamics has come out and clarified that their team is not impacted. So the new Tomb Raider, which is apparently rumored to be coming out sometime in the next couple of years, which apparently is going to set the new benchmark for fidelity and for in-game voice acting and cinematics and all this stuff. We'll see it when we believe it. Um, <laughs> apparently, all this stuff, they're not affected. So 
we will learn more. This was announced as part of Embracer. They're saying that they will have more information soon. We will see the impact this is. This this publisher are massive. And we've had the odd trickle here and there. Nothing major. Nothing groundbreaking yet. It's all been like double A. It's like as if they said, right, let's buy up Midway. Let's buy up all these studios who died before. Let's bring back double A. I'm waiting for their big embracer. Yeah. yeah. And I, I think that's probably what they're going to be aiming towards going to. But of course, um, games take apparently six plus years. <clears throat> oh, that fucked me up. You aged six plus oh, years. Oh, God, then, that mate. fucked me up. <laughs> Do you see how that, that stuff? I was thinking about resistance. Six I was. plus. I was thinking, oh, yes. maybe six more years to go. <laughs> if Insomniac finally listened to the last episode, oh, maybe there is an audience for resistance. Um, yeah, six plus years to develop, apparently. So maybe we'll see these things in the pipe soon. But yes, Mr. Hoy. I'm going to pass it over to yourself. And I know that you own these weapons yourself and that you're a massive fan of this okay. series. I would like to hear the iconic portal gun from Portal 1 and 2. Jeez. Now that's a throwback, isn't it? The portal gun. What noise does that make? Now you could cheat this. Probably very similar. Could go get him. Yeah, could go I get could him. cheat this. You could cheat this. I'll allow it. I haven't, I haven't got him at this house. Oh! Otherwise, I, otherwise I'd be jaw-wielding Atlas's and Peabody's uh, portal gun You're right now. your shed with your streamer. As I go, boom, boom, boom. Quick news. So, guys, Sony has announced that the PS5 gaming game streaming is coming soon to PlayStation Plus Premium. When this feature launches, you'll be able to stream supported PS5 games directly from your console with no need to download. Now, some of us have relatively big hard drives, but they are filled up with Call of Duty. I know, Spencer, you've just got rid of this, and you are a PlayStation Plus Premium subscriber. Do you think you're going to be taking advantage of this new feature that's coming very soon? Um, d- Dependent. I think I could. I don't really see a reason why I would. But with my download speed, it's not much of a factor for me. But look at it. <laughs> but the thing is, it depends on the game because streaming games is risky because you can't play anything competitive. You can't play a fighting game. You can't play a shooter. You can't play any game where you need to move. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't you want to buy in the fucking Q light? Yeah. Last episode. Yeah, and I'll play my JRPGs. <laughs> <laughs> you can't play any game. You need to move and actually be able to move intricately, let's say, where movement's quite a big aspect of the game. You can't. Or have aim. You can't play anything you need aim. <laughs> it's, it, a lot of games get cut out the list. But the one time I've used remote play, or twice actually, one was God of War. Didn't last long. The other <laughs> one was Persona 5, JRPG. Great, great experience because you're just pressing attack on a menu. So... Maybe I'll play Persona on this, and that's it. Okay. Other than that, my internet's good enough where the the service absolutely negligible. I do not need it. Davey, mate, you need this. John, the only reason that I would use this is actually, I got two reasons. Two reasons. First, PlayStation Stars. Sure. There's loads of times where you get a campaign for PlayStation Stars, and it says, "Oh, you need to play this game." 
I think, oh, I got that as part of extra. I do this as well. I've got that as part of premium. It would take me at least at like four hours downloading the patches. I can't be asked. I do this. If I could stream it, get those stars points done. Great. And who knows? I might play it. Also, it would come in clutch on a night like tonight. You'll wear mine. We got the PlayStation there. We could just go on, try out something for a laugh. True. Yeah. We've had loads of fun with that, with like Motorstorm, Azura's uh, Apocalypse, Raph. Azura's Wrath, Stranded Deep. <laughs> All these different games that we just thought, yeah, let's just try them out. Let's have a look. And it's one of those things where you can try a game within five or ten minutes. You can find out if it's for you. And then on a very basic level. And then from there, click the download button. Done. So I think it will actually come in handy for me. I will actually end up using for this. For trying out games. For trying out games or for PlayStation Stars. I would not play a game like this ever by choice. Now, Mr. Hoy, is a feature like this something that would get you onto the premium bandwagon? No, I don't think so. So I was uh, listening along very closely to your plus points there. And I was thinking to myself, your internet is dog shit. So uh, yep. I don't know how you're going to be streaming any of these games. So uh, good luck. Um, my internet is a lot better because I live over in Bristol, live in the real world, live in a very modern world over here in England. And I have the streaming uh, capabilities uh, with my internet, but I don't think it's a service that I would need, really. I think my internet is so fast that I could just download these games if I wanted to, and the hard drive is very big. So, uh, yeah, unfortunately, this isn't a feature that's going to get me uh, to upgrade uh, to Premium Plus on this one. So that brings us on, guys to the end of quick news. I know it's been a slightly longer news because we've had a mini discussion on the PSVR stuff, which was very interesting. We got some uh, good stuff out of that. Uh, but I want to give some praise and I want to put some people down. So I think first off, we should lift the winners high, high up and say well done to the best impression of the night. So Spencer, I'm going to come over to you first. What was your favourite and why? Sure. So my favourite of the evening... Which I thought you'd royally fuck, but you didn't. Was Gordon's crowbar? Hmm. Because even after you did a good impression, I thought he didn't do breaking crates. I'm gonna chuck this at him and see if he does this one well as well. And then you smashed that one too. And I was like, "Fucking hell, fair play to him. Well done. You did the whole beating up people. You did smacking random environment, which it goes ting ting ting. It is correct. It does." And then you broke some crates. And you did the little breaking noise at the end. Well done. I'm giving you the win for that. Thank you very much, mate. I appreciate that. Thank you. Tried hard on that one. I, I've got to completely echo those thoughts, Davey. You are my favourite of tonight uh, with Gordon's Crowbar. You know, a massive Half-Life uh, fanboy. And that was perfect for me. I really th thought you got it spot on. So congratulations. You take the win on this one. Oh, that was nice. Thanks, guys. That was quick. Oh, <laughs> God, thank you. You won so fast. Thanks. Yeah, John, you know I think I was the best too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I really enjoyed my own. I thought I did a great job. <laughs> Doesn't mean anything, does it? Massive dickhead. It means you're a dickhead is what it means. We'll allow you to vote your own because it doesn't matter either way. Yeah. So moving on, we're going to go to the worst of the night. I'm going to start off on this one and I'm going to nominate Davey. I'm going to say you're the best with uh, your crowbar, but I was severely let down with your Ryu. Considering the amount of time that you play that character, your Hadouken was lap 
Like, it had no effort in it. It was just piss poor. And the other moves, I couldn't even make them out. I don't know if it's the streaming that's coming on from your house because your internet's so slow, but that impression was terrible, mate. I didn't even know what it was. Oh, my Lord. Bad. <laughs> Spencer, what was your worst? See, I'd prefer you went to Davies so we could rebuttal. But I'll let you, if you can come across to me, I do see Phil's points. Really? <laughs> really? I thought the Hadoken was good. I can't believe you still, I think you do it by choice, but you know it's Tatsumaki Senpukaki. Yeah, of course I do, yeah. But, it but you just go, like Tatsumaki Senpukaki. That's what he says. You just gargle it. And I don't like that you gargle And it. considering the amount of time you've <laughs> played this character, yeah. the impression was terrible. And you play it recently as well. It's not like Portals or Death Stranding where it's been like a year or two years or whatever it's been, right? You play Street Fighter all the time. You've played it for lunch. <laughs> played it on lunch. Played it today. Yeah. But that aside, you're still not the loser. Because that minigun, Phil. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> that minigun. It tried its best. <laughs> it was like... The effort was there, right? It was like you take a fit bird home. And you can't get hard. It's oh, like it, you, you try there. your hardest and you there. can't succeed. And it was, I was like, damn. <laughs> I was like, damn. Damn shame. And you're rubbing it on. You're like, I'm telling you, it's not you. You're like, you literally. This would be the best day of my life. You do that move, right? Where she's looking at you, she's like, turn around. Turns around, you go, please, 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 please. <laughs> that's that's where you just get the thumb in thumb it in you gotta thumb it you in you gotta yeah. thumb it in hope thumb it in. hope for the best hope for the best <laughs> wow but yeah wow. i'm sorry mate the minigun let me down i i mean it got a lot of laughs and ultimately we're here for fun that's so, true uh, but I'll, I'll take the l on that one i thought it was one of the worst as well if i'm uh, being honest Davy, do you want to finish me off? Sure. Um, yeah, I finish him off. Is, well, I'd love to finish you off, Phil. Um, it's not the minigun for me though. It's really not because the minigun. Wow. I really appreciate the effort you put in. I can see you were trying, and even even when you realize, oh god, this ain't going the way I wanted it to, you you tried again and you tried a different way to try and get the sound out. And I appreciated the effort you put into it. For me, it's the portal guns. The the portal guns really let you down as far as I'm concerned. Is it there's two different sounds, there's two distinct sounds for each portal that you fire. And I just had a, a repeat kind of sound. It it just didn't work for me. For me, I can can we hear these guns then if you are such an expert? I can certainly pull it up on YouTube right now. I'll show you the difference. <laughs> he can't do it himself. No, no, I want you I want you to give me the impression. This is how it would go in my head. What were you looking for? I was looking for like a it's like a when it goes out and it's like on the other no, end. No, it's not like that. It's not like a suction. No, it's kind it's of like... There is a definitely... There's a different pitch. No, it's kind of like on a piano where you play low to high and then you go high to low. It's like one's like pew and the other's like pew. That's better. Yeah. That's good. One's high pitch, one's low pitch. That's better. Yeah. And it's the blue portal that's low pitch. You should know this, Phil. It's going to be so interesting to uh, listen to this one back and uh, compare it to YouTube later. But I'll take the <laughs> I've, I've got the two votes. That's fine. 
I I haven't got a shot in the dock for a long, long time. So I'll take this one because yeah, uh, I need to match you guys on the next episode <laughs> because that is episode 70 listeners and viewers. We are going to be getting drunk up the wazoo because Spencer has got about 20 shots in the dock. <laughs> so uh, we're going to have to dial down the alcohol slightly in terms of uh, what shots we're going to be making him do because otherwise he's not going to survive. No. He's going to be having his stomach pumped and I don't want him to go through that. I really don't. Be fun though. And that brings us on to the end of our very, very, very quick news. Thank you very much. Let's move this on to our topic. Stop. Topic time. Hello and welcome back, listeners. For you, it would seem like the show's just carried on as normal. But for those watching on YouTube, you'll think you've just come and watched a sheer concert. So we've all had a costume change. And, Spence, you're no longer with me. What's going on? I know, mate. I know. It hurts to be away, but I just had to, mate. Personal reasons, you know. I had to leave you for the time being. Yeah, that's fair. Well, the reason why, listeners, we've had to take this little break is just because we were going on a bit late. You know, we're all in our 30s now, apart from Spence. We need an early night sometimes. So we decided to pick it up the next day and get straight back in that ass. So we have a juicer of a main topic for you today. We are discussing... The equivalent of what was E3 back in the day, these days kind of just called the Summer Game Fest week, I guess. But it means that we got three different conferences in the Summer Game Fest itself, the Capcom Showcase, and Ubisoft Forward to be able to go through. Now, the way I think we go about doing this, guys, is we keep it on the same standard format we always do, with a shag, a marry, and a kill. But the rules this time are that we will do a Shag Mary kill across all three. So we're not going to do three separate Shags, three separate Marys, three separate kills for each separate conference. It would just be one list across all three. Fair to you guys? Sounds good to me. Otherwise, we'll be here all night, and people don't want that. Come on, we got Street Fighter Six to play. Hell yeah, brother. Damn right, yes we do. Hurry up, boys. Come on, let's go, let's go, let's go. <laughs> so, First off, I suppose, we've got to get our thoughts on the conferences themselves. Mr. Philip Hoy, the fine wine. Let's hear it. What did you think about the three different conferences that we had? Which one was your favourite? Lay on the juice. Sure. Well, let me do a bit of a roundup first, just for the listeners, just for the viewers. Uh, three, three separate conferences. Uh, we had Summer Games Fest, which was hosted by uh, our man, Jeff Keighley. And that was a stage show uh, where they introduced a number of games up on stage and they brought on some developers onto the stage to introduce different parts. Then we had the Capcom Showcase. That was a voiceover. And it was more like maybe a PlayStation Showcase of old. Uh, and then we had the Ubisoft Forward. Again, that was a stage show, but that was solely the developers or maybe someone within the marketing department which had the cojones to get up on stage and say, this is my game. This is the new shit you guys should be buying. Personally, I prefer the stage show. Do I feel like Jeff Keighley really adds too much to the show? Eh, not really. But having people up, you know, on stage that are involved with the games, I appreciate a bit of that. You know, you get a weird mix of kind of like the nerds with the matching t-shirts that come over, not the most confident, and then you get the top of the line, the big over-the-top Americans screaming their head off about Marvel Snap. And I like that touch. That made me laugh. But there was one thing I did notice... And it got picked up on Twitter earlier, guys, about the Summer Games Fest. There was no women. No women at all was on stage. It was all dicks. Really? It was a dick conference. Yeah, no women. 
no rep representation of the female gender up on stage. It was all swinging decks. Wow. Now for me, I love the PlayStation Showcase. That was a 10 out of 10 for me. That spoke to me. It had Metal Gear Solid. It had the first big glimpse of Spider-Man. And I need that in my life. For these, I wasn't so impressed. There was bits and pieces throughout them, which were pretty good. Um, but ultimately, it's not the high, high heights that maybe the PlayStation, Summer uh, PlayStation Showcase hit. Within the Summer Games Fest, actually, we only had six PlayStation games. There was a lot of mix from all the, all, all the other contributors uh, in the market. Uh, PlayStation only really announced uh, Crossfire Sierra Squad. Uh, we had Hodokai uh, Star Rail. We had uh, Marvel Spider-Man. We had the update about the release date. Uh, we had Wayfinder, Twisted Metal, and Final Fantasy. Now, I'm not the biggest Final Fantasy guy, as I keep mentioning, but I'm going to play that demo. I'm sticking with it. I really am. So that was the only real excitement there. There was a couple of other games there that cross-platform, which got me hyped, and hopefully we'll talk about those a little later. But ultimately, these conferences, for me personally, weren't the 10 out of 10s. They were sort of more middling. I really enjoyed the Summer Games Fest one. I think the Capcom one was a little bit lower, um, and then the Ubisoft was somewhere in the middle. That's what I would say. Fair enough. Okay, well, before I hand it over to you, Spence, Rating-wise, you only need to go for the top one, really, I suppose. You only need to go for Summer Game Fest, as that's your number one. How would you rate that? Okay, well, I'm going to rate it above mid. Mid, for me, generally, I would give a seven. So I'm going to go for a, a strong eight with uh, Jeff Keighley's Summer Game Fest, an eight out of ten. Nice. Okay, love to hear it. Spence, what about you? What did you think about the overall conferences? Which one was your favourite? And a rating, if you don't mind. Sure. So I think they were all three very different conferences. Sure, Summer Games Fest and UB Forward were quite similar in being stage shows, but they were presented in different kind of ways, if you understand me. But Summer Games Fest, I completely agree with you, Phil. I think it was the best out of the three. I don't think it's up for much contention. I think most people will agree. I mean, Capcom was a Nintendo Direct. Literally was, except they showed more or less nothing. And the stuff they showed, it was like, ah, yeah, cool, great, yeah, fun. Oh, Shoe Fire 6 again. Yes, 10 out of 10. Thank you. She's Capcom. And then UB was good, but you you said to me in private, Davey, and I think you're probably going to repeat it again today, that cameraman. He's all over the place. He's Everywhere. all over the place. Yeah. It's, it's wild. It's like he doesn't know what he wants to do, if he wants to actually look at the presenter or look at the game. And so you got like half of each. So you got like maybe Prince of Persia's foot running along and just the guy's chin and jaw. And it's like, Bro, come on. One or the other. Can't do both. It's not even one or the other. They're on stage to show you gameplay. And he's like, oh, I'll film the guy talking. It's like, what? <laughs> what are you <laughs> about? It's a gaming conference. Show me the game. But it was just, it was a bit of a mess. But I do like the idea they're going for. Not a fan of the whole just dance, dancing routine at the start. I mean, sure, high energy, fun, get into the mood. But it, it was fine. And Summer Games Fest, I feel like it wasn't as good in presentation and just size as most summer game fests or at least some games fests of the past but even then it was still a clear winner and i would give to summer games fest i probably agree with you phil i think sitting on an eight i think it was strong but not mind-blowing okay guys well for me i'm gonna have to disagree with you guys for me out of the three conferences the one that i think was presented the best in terms of it being a great idea that I really enjoyed was Ubisoft. I think the way that they did it where they showed a teaser trailer, a guy comes out, 
speaks about the game and they say, right, this is where it's set. They give you the background, like a kind of a little synopsis just to kind of get you in the door. And then they say, right, here's the gameplay. And it's like a five, six minute trailer of just full uninterrupted gameplay with then the developers talking over it in some cases, telling you even more information. And for me, even though the games that they had there weren't the best, especially compared to Summer Game Fest, which I think had a much more, a wider kind of net thrown over it of games that appealed to me personally, I really liked the way they did it. I think that, was, that would be the best way for like PlayStation to do it in future is something similar to that, where they come out, talk about it. It's a large gameplay section. Each game they showed in that UB conference had meat on the bones. Every single one. And even though most of them aren't for me, you've got to give it up for that. And there was women at the Ubisoft one, wasn't there? So win, that gets an extra point. And a lot of French. A lot of French people. I know Ubisoft is a French company, so I'm going to mark it down points for that. You know, too many French, <laughs> if anything, you know? Right. I never forget. I never forget 1066. I just never, I just never forget it. Those goddamn Romans. Weren't you, didn't know that uh, one? Normans, yeah. The Normans just fucked me up. Every time I think about it, I think, oh, good old King Harold shot in the eye. I'll never forgive that day. This is the moment you choose to uh, take a shot back at them. You've waited oh, yeah, this long. Gotcha. Yeah, well, I can't fire the arrows because they'll have my fingers. That's what they used to do back then. So I can't do that. So I'm going to throw verbal <laughs> arrows instead. It's just the way it is. But no, I think Ubisoft, if they have the games there, they would easily sweep for me. The difference is Summer Game Fest just had better games. And they had games that really appealed to me. And so for me, guys, I have been toying with this quite a lot in terms of if it was a better conference than the PlayStation Showcase. I really have, because I loved it. I really enjoyed it. I even enjoyed the part where he goes out and he's like, if you order from Domino's or whatever, and all the crowd's like, way, like giving Jeff shit. Loved all that. That was great. I think I'm going to go in with a solid 9 out of 10 for uh, the Summer Game Fest. I don't know what more they could have done, to be honest. Uh, And I feel like there was some really, really good games shown there. Uh, Kicking off really strong, ending really, really strong and a load of good stuff in the middle. So I, I think for me, that's, that's the best. But going forward, I'd love to see Sony copy the Ubisoft format because that was a beauty. Now, before we get into the games and before we talk about our Shagmari kills, I just want to say one thing. And Phil, I think you're editing this part. So I'd love if you can help me out on the edit for this because there was a guy in the Ubisoft conference who presented the crew, Motorsport. Five years ago, the crew two took off. Now, each month, millions of thrill seekers, just like you, are enjoying, playing, eager to see what's next. I am Stéphane Bollet, creative director of the crew. And this guy, I want you to t- cast your mind back, boys. I this remember, guy, he was brilliant. Oh my God, he sounded like he had a permanent erection the entire time. Like he was edging, like he was just about to come the entire time he was talking. I was fucking cracking up the entire time. Let's do it. Fucking brilliant. And, and the way he talked was a bit like he didn't really know the next, next line, but he'd just been fed it. So he waited ages and he was like, now you can drive a BMW. Anna Porsche. <laughs> 
and an Audi. Like it just took forever to get the words out. Made me laugh. It really did. What I loved about this guy was that he had, you know, when you do like a French accent and it's so stereotypical French, he had that accent. That was actually his life. And it is swapped between being this like honky honk proper like French garlic bread accent. Like, oh, is this sweet baguette? From that to straight up proper American sounding voice. And it would just swap mid sentence. Fucking excellent. That guy, an absolute don. I loved it. I had no interest in the crew motorsport, didn't have any interest after, but I was captivated. I was like a little bit freaked out, a little bit loving it, and a little bit thinking he's about to explode in his pants all over the stage in Ubisoft, which I thought also (laughs) would make it a better conference, to be honest. Someone just jizzed on stage would be fucking class. Be so funny. (laughs) Would that make you buy the game? No, no. I, I don't okay. th- I don't okay. think even a jizz shot in his own pants and waddling off would make me buy the crew, but it would be one step closer. I'd remember it forever. That'd be one that'd be great marketing for the crew. It's the game true. makes you that jizz did. yourself. So good you jizz yourself. So good you <laughs> the no crew. hands jizz. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just a straight up <laughs> premature ejaculation. <laughs> loved it. Absolutely loved it. Right, well that that aside, let's get into the games. Now, because I'm leading this, it means that unfortunately I am doomed to go last. So I might as well flip the rotation around a little bit. Spence, why don't you kick us off? What is your shag kicking off this suite of games? Sure. So I've got three potential shags. And I think the one I'm going to go for, realistically, has to be the one that I spoke about earlier on in the show. Which is Lies of Fucking P. Ooh. That game is so sick. I said I said earlier on, it's like an 8 out of 10 already, just from the demo. The demo gives so much. We've seen so much gameplay now. I've got to actually experience the game. It's a FromSoft game. It's trying to be a FromSoft game, and it's doing a good job. You can tell it's not, but it's doing a fantastic job, and I just want to see more of the world, more of the mechanics, more of Pinocchio and Geppetto. Jiminy Cricket, Sophia. Oof, don't know any other characters, but I'll find out. And they'll be cool, I bet. Yeah, that's fair. I I think for me, Liza P, when I watched it, I kind of was zoning out a little bit. You know, you talk about how you see a game so many times that it like kind of degrades on you a little bit. I kind of had that moment where I thought, oh, we're seeing this again. And the only thing that spiked it out was when they said, demo out now. And I thought, oh, fuck. That's sick. That's a nice little touch. But before that, it was very, like, kind of mid to me in a way because it was just like, oh, I've, I think I've seen this like a hundred times now at this point, you know? I'm already excited about it, but it just looks like the same thing I'm seeing over and over again. So that's why it wouldn't have made my list. But do you have any thoughts on this one at all, Phil? I thought the presentation of Liza P was quite different to what we had seen before. Because I think at previous shows, we'd seen more sort of heavy gameplay. I think this one focused a little bit more on telling you the story. And there was a little bit more intrigue to the way they presented it. So actually, this one caught my eye. As much as I'm not a Souls guy, I did quite enjoy this little trailer that they put out. And of course, them launching the demo. There's a bit of interest. I probably will give this a go. Um, But the one thing about it is the game just looks 
beautiful, doesn't it? I think we're getting some real class coming through now on these modern consoles, and that gets me excited alone. I might not enjoy the game, I might not in enjoy the style of gameplay, but it's going to be beautiful to look at, and I'm probably going to enjoy the demo, aren't I, at least? Yeah, and it's a good thing you got the demo there, because you can try it, and who knows, you might be cracked. Maybe this is what you've been you waiting for in your soul's experience. Maybe this is it. But I, I gotta admit, yeah, it does look bloody beautiful. It looks absolutely stunning, mate. That game. Oof. Ooh wee. Give me a shag then, Phil. Well, my shag. Unfortunately, I'm in danger of blunting my own cock purely because <laughs> I'm going in the back of a Space Marine. This is Warhammer 40k Space Marine 2. Or it should be called Space Marine 3 because it's gonna be a foursome here. There's three Space Marines and me, and we got a, a new gameplay trailer which showed the protagonist, Titus, joined by two fellow Space Marines as they ripped through a Tyranid Horde. And it was awesome. By God, I've been after this one for a while. I've been following him around on the internet, stalking him, getting a little bit of information here and there. And then when he got gets into a conversation on Twitter, I'm first one back. I'm liking every post. I'm going through, <laughs> I'm scrolling. I'm doom scrolling on his profile because I am in love with this game. Oh my God. I represent the old school here in the sense that I used to play Warhammer. I used to love Warhammer growing up. I know, Spence, you try and dunk on me with this, but you're the one that's wrong with this one because Space Marine 2, whoo, that's a mistress right there, and that's going to be some kinky shit. And it's coming sometime in the winter, guys. Well, i got to say, I echo those fucking thoughts. Space Marine 2 made me pop off. Like, literally pop off. I'd paid for a day's worth of internet while I was at sea on the cruise ship so I could watch the Summer Game Fest live. And I had Lottie and Cass, my son and my wife, asleep next to me, sleeping there soundly. And I was like, yes! Because it just looked immense. It looked so good. And to be able to go in there and have, like, full co-op, I just thought, oh, my God, this is... This is it. Like, fuck Spencer off, Phil. If he's not interested in this, <laughs> you and me going in there, killing these tyrannid scum for the Emperor. I was so into it. So, so into it. It looks so sick. Great, great choice. Now, Spence, as somebody who takes every opportunity they can to dunk on the lovely, beautiful game that is Warhammer, have you got any rebuttal or have you been converted? Are you now going to be bowing down and putting your life aside for the the good cause of the empire i think the trailer looked really good ah there we go we got him mm, so we get him it did look very good and i was a bit like oh you know <laughs> but will i play it if you boys are playing it yeah yeah i will <laughs> that's just the way it's gonna go yeah we got it he's in the threesome we've tricked him tricked him into the threesome he started with bolt gun he's now going to be going on to this next thing i'll go around spencer's and he'll be like davy look look at my army look at my little army and he'll be painting those figures and i'll come around and just stand on all his army you fucking nerd <laughs> throw it out <laughs> smash yeah. You don't get to play with toys anymore. You're in your 20s. Grow up. Oh, dear. Well, for me, my shag, the one I'm going to put through the wall. I was thinking about putting Space Marine in there, but as per the rules of Shag, Marry, Kill, we cannot pick the same game twice in the Shags and Marry category anyway. 
I'm going to go for a little game called Prince of Persia. Now, it was shown both at the Ubisoft event and at Summer Game Fest. And when I saw it at Summer Game Fest, I loved it. I thought it looked epic. I thought it looked so good. It looked exactly like the kind of games that I enjoy. Uh, it reminded me a lot of like Strider meets like, in certain sections, Super Meat Boy with some of the some of the different ways that it had all these different traps that you're kind of moving around using your time powers. I'm all for this. I was a, a big fan of Prince of Persia back on the PS2. I really like this kind of redesigned hero that they've got. It's not the same the same person, same protagonist. But this gameplay just looks fucking incredible. So in for this. And this is the game that when you were mentioning about Ubisoft earlier, Spence, you said about the cameraman didn't know what to do. This is the game that suffered from that because there was so much gameplay that was going to be shown and that cameraman just did not, he just wasn't interested in it. He was just, he just like, nah, fuck this. No one's seeing this. I've already seen this once when we did set up, fuck this trailer off and just panned it away. So I could only see a little bit, but hearing the director talk about it and, and what they've done with the game itself, I'm in for this. It's a day one for me, 100%. This looks fantastic. Thank God the prince is back, baby. This was actually up for one of my shags as well. This game, I mean, I used to love Prince of Persia, but it actually looked sick. I'm usually not that... Well, I kind of am. I'm a fan of the 2D side-scrollers, but this one's kind of like 2.5D. It's got weird animations where it zooms in and stuff. I like games that are just kind of... Well, it looks fun, is the whole big point. The combat looks sick. The mechanics with, like you said, slowing down time, reversing time. The way you use it to solve puzzles, the way you can use it to get behind an enemy's back after you've dodged through and stuff. It's look, it looks great. And they're adding in an enemy that can do the same thing. I think it seems cool. I think it's going to be a fun game. It's going to be really stylish. And I'm quite keen to play it. That genuinely surprises me. Because every time we've gone for these type of games, Spence... Take Fist, for example. You just weren't interested, right? You had, a, well, a passing interest, but you never actually played it. So I'm putting it out there that this is going to go the same way because it's a side-scrolling action platform. And I don't think those sort of games gel with you, unfortunately. But me personally, and Davey, I think this is right up our alley. In my opinion, the Ubisoft presentation was far better. You got a deep dive into actually some of the combat and it looked incredible, as you guys have mentioned. We got a date January 18th, 2024. So we got a little bit to wait. And that art style, again, as I've been mentioning through all these games so far, chef's kiss. This was a vibrant and it caught my eye and I cannot wait for this. I'm again day one with this one. I reckon that catch your eye. It looks a bit like League of Legends with the art style. I know what you mean. I know yeah. what you mean. I agree. It looks a lot yeah. like League of Legends. I thought it when I first saw it and I was like, damn, it looks exactly the same. That fella could just be older Echo. And I was like, <laughs> it literally could. So I thought you'd like that. I thought you would. Well, that reference is completely lost on me. I feel like Captain America, to be honest. I just didn't have a fucking clue what all that was. But let's move it back around to your Marys. Which lovely little lady are you walking down the aisle and then after copious amounts of alcohol, having whiskey dick, and then not actually being able to do it on the night and then wake up in the morning and then put her through the bed? Not speaking from experience, but kind of speaking from experience. What do you reckon, lads? Which girl are you going to put through the fucking wall? and then put a ring on it. Spence, over to you, you marry. Okay, so I've got three potential marries, and I think one of them is probably going to go unsaid, but two of them are probably going to go unsaid. So I think I'm going to pick the most surprising one, and that Ooh. was X-Defiant. Oh. 
Oh, I'm so glad you picked this. I'm so glad you picked this. I thought X Defiant looked brilliant. Watching the streamers pop off as well. The fact that that little community reel showing all the streamers being like, this game's sick. Getting behind people and just blasting them in the ass and all the sniper reels and stuff. The combat, like, it looks great. X Defiant, I watched it and I thought, oh, shit. Maybe Street Fighter might go away. And there's an open beta in two days. I'm so keen. You bet your ass I'm in on that beta. You bet your ass. This game looks insane. Now, I've been watching quite a lot of footage for X Defiant before this was even shown, before we had an announcement of this, because I still watch a lot of COD content, and the COD YouTuber that I really like, Exclusive Ace, he has been raving about X Defiant. In his words, he says, it's old school COD, and that's it. It's just old school COD. So there's none of this bullshit. There's none of this extra, like, bollocks that's chucked in. The only thing that's in there is that you pick, like, a kind of champion, which then has their own ability. But apart from that, the gameplay is just classic Call of Duty. Great. Sign me the fuck up. Let alone what they were saying on stage, which I thought was really important, is he said, look, we're doing this open beta, and the reason for it is because we think we've solved our controller issues. Now, apparently in the closed beta, using controller wasn't quite right. There was something kind of wrong with it. Like, it just didn't feel perfect. So hopefully they've solved that. And if they haven't, this open beta would give them all the information they need. And you can tell that they're pretty confident and they just want to stress stuff out because it's only a two-day beta. So this ain't like a, a full week early access or anything that like Activision would do. This is solely there for them to get that data and to make sure they put the effort in. because. I reckon this is it. I reckon you'd be have a real hit on their hands with this one. I've got to agree as well. So this is the new Tom Clancy X Defiant. And again, I've been keeping my little beady eye on this one um, because it has piqued my interest. I was a little sour that we never got on the siege train back in the day. And we've never picked that up since because I see some similarities with this game and Siege. And then, of course, we've been enjoying quite a lot of COD as well. So to get some variety in there would be a little bit welcome to me because I've joined a little bit late to the COD train. You guys have been blasting it too much and I'm nowhere to be seen. At least with this one, we can try and pick it up early days and work as a team together. The MPS we trust, boys, going through, X-defying everybody. X going to give it to you, baby. Great choice, Spence. Absolutely love that. Great one. Phil, over to you for your marry. Well, Davey, this is a little lady I've been pursuing for a long, long time. And she's just out of grasp once again. But to hear her name mentioned, it's got me in love. And those graphics, right? This was probably the most beautiful game we have seen. And all we saw was a trailer. A little trailer of a young girl on the back of some burly spaceman as he runs around Pragmata. Oh my God, it was breathtaking. And I could totally understand why your mouths are now hitting the floor because actually they took that carrot away. They said, unknown year for the launch date. It's been delayed once again. And this is the first time we've heard about it since 2021. So I've been chasing this girl for a long, long time, but I'm in it for the long run. I'm here. Pragmata me up. The game is a little bit of me, everything I'm reading, and it's not much, I've loved. And I cannot wait to see more. But am I going to see more? Probably not, unfortunately. <laughs> but go watch that little trailer because ooh, ooh, it's just beautiful. I'm in love. I'm so in love with it. 
Great, great choice. Surprising choice. I honestly didn't think you'd pick this, if I'm honest with you. Um, yeah, it looks great. It looks like Vanquish to me. Uh, straight out of Vanquish. And that's not a bad thing. That's that's a great thing to say. But I thought that Pragmata was going the way of Deep Down, which Capcom revealed at the PlayStation 4 reveal event, and then we never saw it again. So I thought this was going down the same the same rabbit hole as that, but no, it resurfaces with a brand new trailer, and fortunately, it didn't land when Spencer's predicted it. So at least we don't have to worry about shots. <laughs> That's the best thing about it. <laughs> hell yeah, hell yeah. But no, I, I thought this was interesting. It, it wouldn't get as far as this on my list, not, not, in a, not in a million years, but I'm interested. And as we know, Capcom very rarely miss. I can't say never. <laughs> there's definitely one miss <laughs> that's for damn sure right well to round out this little bit of a trio I've been put in a bit of a bad situation here because I had three games up for my Mario list one's already gone so it's left me with two I don't know what to pick I really don't the one is a case of looking at something that potentially may take over my life in the same way that Street Fighter has right now. The second is a case of going back and reliving my youth. And boys, nostalgia always wins. Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. The game that showed me a glimpse of some of the places that I visited on the PlayStation 1. And to see characters that I thought look completely different to how they look when you can actually make out their body features. Into th There was a section shown in this gameplay, right, where they go to the observatory in Cosmo Canyon, and um, Red 13's, like, kind of father figure, I guess. Uh, it's like a monk with long robes, right, that's, that's dangling over his arms. As a kid, I thought this guy was just a blob with no arms and legs that just floated around. I had no idea that he had just long robes on. I thought they'd been horribly mutilated. And that's just how I've always envisioned him. I thought, well, I wonder how they're going to do this guy. He's just a big blob kind of floating around. But it turns out he just got long robes on. I was just a fucking idiot. I'm so in for this. To see the character interactions, to see my boy Red 13, my favorite character in Final Fantasy VII, absolutely love it. To see some pivotal moments and to learn that this game is on two discs. Bro, we're going back to like PS1 level where you just get open the game case for Final Fantasy and it's just like discs galore. And I looked at it and I thought, what do I do with this many discs? Like I had no idea what to do. This is before Metal Gear Solid 1. I had no idea what to do. Can I just put in disc 4 to start? No save. Oh, I'll start with this one then. I'm in for this. I think it's going to be fantastic. And it's my part. If this doesn't tie off the story... This is my favorite part of the game. Going to Cosmo Canyon, going to, going to the Golden Saucer. Some of the key moments that we saw in that trailer, I cannot wait to redo them. And to know now that it's going to be slightly different than it was before, with Zach being around, all these changes, I'm looking forward to see what they do with this. I'm in. 100% sign me the fuck up. Now, Spence, you enjoyed Final Fantasy VII Remake. It was the first time you've ever experienced a section a Final Fantasy story, even though it is very different from what came before in the PlayStation 1 original. What are your thoughts on this? Mate, I'm buzzing. I mean, we've known it was coming for a long time, and we were just waiting to see it. And boy, did we see it. It looks sick. 
Obviously, I don't have the reference or the nostalgia, but you don't need it when a game looks this good. It looks insane. It was up for one of my Marys as well, and that shouldn't be a surprise because Cloud's my boy. He's my homie, the coolest character in video games. I can't wait to play as him again. What a time to be alive. Oh, baby. Phil, I know you haven't played Final Fantasy VII Remake, but did the trailer of Final Fantasy VII Rebirth interest you in any way, shape, or form? Well, I mean, this was the big swinging dick at the conferences, wasn't it? This was the one that everyone was looking forward to, probably outside me, unfortunately. I've kind of had no interest up until now 16 with Final Fantasy. And am I going to jump in on a, on a point two of a game at this stage? Probably not. I think I would like to go back, if I start to enjoy the Final Fantasy series, go back to the original, go back to where it started with Seven, strangely, um, go back to one <laughs> of the best games, apparently, on PlayStation 1, um, and, and, and play it from there, and then potentially move up the chain, and then go to the PlayStation 5 versions. Um, but for me, this one, it was a bit of a yawn, unfortunately, guys. I there was just nothing there for me. There's no nostalgia there for Final Fantasy. The graphics, I mean, were okay, you know, compared to some of the other fabulous things we've been talking about today. But this one, unfortunately, was a bit of a mess for me. And I think this one is why I've rated the conference a little bit low because this end game, the big showcase, the crescendo just didn't hit for me. It wasn't Spider-Man, was it? It wasn't Metal Gear Solid. It was Final Fantasy. That's fair, and, and I get that. I, I mean, this is this is the thing. For for me, Final Fantasy VII is just such a, a pivotal game. Just, you know, it's, it's so up there for me in my, in my list of all-time great games. And yeah, to see it live again in this way, to see it reimagined in a way that I've kind of been waiting for since PlayStation 3, when they did that initial kind of uh, Midgar showcase on the PlayStation 3 all the way back then. And to think it's never going to happen, it's never going to happen. And then PS4, it finally pays off and I get to see it and hear the iconic music that just lives rent-free in my brain. And now to go back to Cosmo fucking Canyon, the place with the best theme in the entirety of video games, Cosmo Canyon. If you have not played Final Fantasy VII before, do yourself a favor, go on YouTube and listen to that theme because there is something so charming about it. It's an absolute bop oh so excited for this one but all things all good things have to come to an end and guys it's time to kill a game off to put a game in the fucking bin now i've got a feeling we're gonna fall in two different ways on this one and i'm quite tempted to even not go round in a circle and it's all just on the count of three, just shout out the game and see if we all agree with each other. But there might be an outlier. And that, then it'd be quite interesting as well. Let's go for it. I, I love that idea. Why not? Let's, let's have a bit of fun, guys. Let's, we're so serious. Let's have a bit of fun. Why not? Yeah. Let's spice it up a little bit. Let's do it. All right, so I'm going to count down just so we can get the, uh, the timing right for this. Count down from five because there is delay because we are all doing this separately. Uh, and we'll give it a go, okay? Five, four, three, two, one. Skull Exo and Bones. Primal X Street Fighter. Oh, oh. we've got a difference maker. A I'm difference the outlier one. on this one. Oh. 
Oh, wowee. Okay. You guys going for Exo Primal, lay out your thoughts. Spence, let's go for you. But you need to know what the game's shit. <laughs> the game is garbage. You boys were like, oh no, it looks pretty good, boy. Yeah, it looks pretty good. Then you played it and you were like, oh, Spence, you should try it, mine. Yeah, it's shit. It's <laughs> terrible. And they thought, oh, you know what? Let's just slap Ryu in there. Uh, uh, what? What do you mean? <laughs> the game looks garbage, and every single time they show it, they show off their plans to take your money. It's so bad. I never <laughs> want to see this stupid game, this stupid money grab of a piece of shit. I, it makes me irrationally angry. I sincerely hate Exoprimal, and Capcom, I love you, but why? Just why? You didn't need to make it. Phil, mate, take the mic, please. I'll, 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 I'll scream. <laughs> take the mic. Cheers, fans. Well, even though Exo Primal is one of the best-looking games, the best concept of games, the best gameplay we've ever played, the best demo we've ever played, actually, we were lying. We were giving it the big one just to try and convince Spencer to spend some time killing dinosaurs. And unfortunately, it was paper thin because the game is trash, unfortunately. And yes, I, I completely agree with you, Spencer. I don't understand why they keep pushing stuff like this just to try and take more of our money. Are you going to pay an extra whatever it is for a Street Fighter skin within X, X, uh, Exoprimal? You get a Mecha Ryu. Whoever wants to be a Mecha Ryu? I don't understand. It's not even like a Street Fighter skin. I think we had Mecha Zangnief at some point, didn't we? But a Mecha, Mecha Riot? Like, I don't understand. I just don't understand where they've put this together. Fair enough. Street Fighter is getting a lot of heat at the moment. The clout is massive for Street Fighter. We were only just talking about it earlier in the episode. You know, getting that 1 million concurrent players, which is absolutely huge for a fighting game. Okay, but you've got to be desperate when you're borrowing things from fighting games because the market is small. <laughs> it's, it's madness, okay? Okay, the game launching really, really soon. Am I going to be playing it? No. So July 14th, I'm going to make a stand and we're not going to be playing Exo Primal or buying the Mecha Ryu upgrade, uh, which apparently comes out in the fall. You guys are bang on. This game is a fucking insult. It's so insulting, and the more I see it, the more annoying it becomes. It's so bad. And the thing is, they capped off the show with this. You know, like, they really had this so late into the showcase, and it went on for fucking ages. It just didn't end. Just a guy talking about the different battle pass, talking about the fact that you can just do all these fucking bollocks. And it's just like, come on. He must have seen something. They must have seen some outrage on Twitter following this fucking, uh, the last beta. Because last beta was fucking cheeks. It was so bad. And to think, if we can play it for two seconds, Phil, and say, oh, this character's fucking busted. And then we get the stats after the beta, and it's like, oh, yeah, it turns out we were totally bang on. Because that's how paper thin the gameplay is. That we figured out the best way to do it, the best way to play it, in a space of about 45 minutes. And after that, it's like, right, well, we're fucking done. We could just clean sweep every single thing because we know which one's the best. So we can all just kind of go there or thereabouts, keep that guy alive, and he just solos an entire fucking stampede of dinosaurs. Uh, fuck this game. Fuck this game in the ass. And there's a reason why I haven't gone 
for this as my absolute kill. But I'll come on to that in a minute. Phil, I think you've got some more outrage you want to get in there. So, Davey, I work in marketing, right? And there's two types of marketeers. Half of marketeers generally will look at analytics and make data-driven decisions, okay? So there's a bit of marketeering, right? I'm down that side. And then you get the marketeers who just put their finger in the air and start making decisions based on what the directors might want, okay? And generally, is that the right way to go? It is if you want to get a pay rise. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> because fighting against them and bringing them numbers, generally, they don't want to see that. They just want to do what they want to do. So ultimately, what I'm saying to you is this massive push that it's getting because it was both at the Summer Games Fest and the Capcom Fest, and it was a huge segment in both where they really just iterated and iterated and explored this world of Exoprimal where no one cares. Please, someone, just have a look at the data for that demo and just see the drop-off rate as soon as someone just goes, yeah, that's the best character, done, game over, pointless, boring. Like, you must understand that. You must understand that, actually, at this point, let's... Let's not cancel the game. I, you know, I, I don't like the idea of cancelling games. Let's just shut it down for a little bit. Let's think about it. Let's change it up, switch it up, and let's try and polish a turd. I think at some point, you've just got to wipe your ass and be done with it. And shut this it game, down. Yeah, <laughs> fucking burn it. This game doesn't deserve to live. Now, fuck this game. And if anybody likes it, if anyone came out of that bit saying, John, that was so much fun. I played with my buddies. You got no real friends. Fuck off out of here. You didn't play it with anyone that actually lives or is alive. You played it with your fucking body pillow, you fucking weeb. Because this game is a tragedy that it even exists. What a waste of time, money, and effort that Capcom could have put into giving us Dino Crisis again. Or something else. Can you imagine just literally anything else a brand new mega man game nah you know all this different shit that capcom have no let's make a game about dinosaurs falling out the fucking sky fuck off and stop wasting my goddamn time do you know what? i cannot wait until july 14th rolls around so we never have to hear about this fucking bullshit game again because there's no way that this has a long season that it has multiple events multiple seasons it's going to be one of those things that lasts 12 months and then it's done forever. Development will stop and we will never hear about this goddamn waste of time again. Now, the reason why this wasn't my number one is because there's a game that refuses to fucking die and then also refuses to give any information whatsoever. And that is Skull and Bones. We have heard about this game since I was in the fucking womb at this point. It seems like it's been in infinitum that this game has come up conference after fucking conference, <laughs> time after goddamn time. And what happens? Absolutely diddly fuck. We get nothing from it. We get literally nothing. We already knew this game was looking like on shaky ground immediately as soon as it was shown because it looked like Black Flag except without any of the stuff on land. So it's just the ship combat. So it's half the game of what Assassin's Creed Black Flag is anyway. Then they go through all the development drama and all the troubles. It just goes quiet. They finally talk about it again. It looks exactly the same. They've done nothing to it. In fact, it looks worse. The frame rate's dropping. It's all over the place. And then when they finally show it again, they didn't even show it. They had a band come out and play a song just to announce a beta. 
Not even a release date. We still don't know when this game is coming out. We don't know when the torture of Skull and Bones ends. And that is why it takes my ultimate kill. Because we're going to have this for another year. At least. At least. It's just madness. Do you know, I got a fun fact about um, Skull and Bones. That oh, actually, God. they had a version planned for the Google Stadia. That's how cursed this game is. How mad is that, right? They, they were developing a version for Google Stadia. That's how long ago they've been promising us something. <laughs> so to jump on that bandwagon and then for it to fail and now for them to be trying to switch things up, trying to keep it somewhat fresh, which they definitely are not achieving. Yes, it's boring. Let's move on. Like, you guys were on about killing Exoprimal. We need to kill this game. This is the game to kill. I see no future for this one at least with Exoprimal, we know we've only got a month and then it's, it's out. It's in the wilds, it can fail, it can be done. Whereas we're probably going to be getting to like the Game Awards and then it'd be like Skull and Bones shown again. This time you can custom your cannon so you can fire out squids from it. It's like, oh, fuck off. Who cares? Swashbuckle your way out my fucking ass. Go away, <laughs> Skull and Bones. Just fuck <laughs> off and die jesus christ spence have you got any feelings towards this whatsoever as a fan of sea of thieves this game insults me because it looks like ass and yet they keep showing it and it still looks like ass and like you said it's different to exoprimal in the way that it's never actually going to come out they need to go the way of abandoned and even though if that game is still in development, definitely isn't. Don't ever show it again until it comes out. And I'd be quite happy. If you didn't show the game ever and just released it now, it would do better than the shit you're showing us. Just, just delete the game. There are some games that just don't need to be made. Like, Sea of Thieves exists. You don't need Skull and Bones. It's not going to compete. It's like those battle royales that are trying to compete with Fortnite that die after a month. The, the market's there, but not for you to take. They've got their perfection. They're not going to move. Just give up. Give up. Stop. If they had put this out, you know, like two years ago, even if it's half-baked, half unfinished form, and they said, here, we're putting it out. It's out for you guys. We'll just continually update it until it's good, based on player feedback. Fine. Because at least I wouldn't hear about it all the time. But to have the fact that it's just there, it's like a bad itch. It's there and you can't quite scratch it. And it's just stressing me out. It really is, guys. I just, please Ubisoft, just give up. It's just, it's making me ill. <laughs> it's fucking me up, guys. I'm just aging before the camera right now. It's just terrible. But those have been our list, guys. So those have been our Shag Marry Kills. We have had some absolutely amazing games and two absolute shitters. Audience, I'd love to hear from you on this. Write in, let me know what your Shag Marry and your kills are. You can reach out to us on our social media. And of course, you can reach out to us on our email, psvtrust at gmail.com. All links to all different ways to get in contact with us will be in the description. But before we bring this episode to a close, there's some games here that we haven't quite had a chance to mention. I don't know if anybody's got any HMs they want to bring to the they want to bring to the circle and show off at all. 
I mean, I, I'm going to recommend that at some stage we play Remnant 2, depending on when it comes out. I think they said something around July, I think it was. So relatively soon, but we've got stacks of games. So this might be one that we just put on the back burner for a little bit because I really, really enjoyed Remnant. As much as I'm not a Souls guy, and Remnant is basically Souls, but with guns. I quite like that. And I quite like the multiplayer. It was quite nice jumping into a three-way with you guys and just blasting some root. It was great. And the game looks beautiful. Apparently, there's a really cool feature with the new Remnant game where it's procedurally generated levels and storytelling. And I really Ooh. like the, the storytelling style of Horizon 2. So let's see where Remnant goes with the procedural generated stuff. I'm really interested in that. Cannot wait. So uh, yeah, one for the back burner because we've got too many games. Little bit of interest on that one. Yeah, great choice. I'm I'm totally in for that. I know yourself and me, Spence. We were talking about this after we saw the uh, the Summer Game Fest. It's definitely a game that's caught our eye, hasn't it? Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, I loved Remnant One playing with you boys. Just great time every Thursday night. We were like, "Oh, it's Remnant time, boys!" And we'll just get to do it again. It's a shame we never actually finished Remnant One. And seeing as Remnant Two is so soon, and Street Fighter Six is out, and X Defiant has a beta this week we're not gonna get to finish remnant but that's the way the cookie crumbles it's it's the way it goes but remnant 2 hell yeah that game is going to be sick and hopefully i can enter my zen mode once again the god the god may save us from this hell spence what about you have you got uh have you got a game you want to put a little bit of light on just to end end the show sure uh the last marry because my other marries i said x defiant you said ff7 I had one more marry, and weirdly enough, I didn't think it would be a marry until I saw the gameplay, and I thought, you know what? Star Wars Outlaws Ooh, looks pretty good choice. to me. I thought it looked great. Just the whole story of being an outlaw trying to fight to survive, and this, all these outlaws around, and the option it gave you when you sit at that table, and it's like, bribe the police or not? And she's like, I'm giving you my money? work hard for this and then you gotta run from the entire empire it's like what the what a small decision you've made that's fucked your entire life and i'm just like damn that is so awesome and the combat looks great your little pet buddy you got the sits you pet with him and stuff it looks great i think it looks like a great old time i'm actually really keen for it i'd like to play the jedi games first because there's so much star wars too much star wars but it keeps looking great so I'm not complaining, but I am. I don't have enough time. But <laughs> I'm happy that it exists and I do want to play it. We've gone from having a total drought on Star Wars content when EA solely exclusively had the license to now we've got quite a lot. And to be fair, this looks great. I totally agree with you. I think this looks fantastic. It looked like a little bit like... Um, it reminded me of Uncharted quite a lot in the way it actually played and the way that you hopped on like a crate and evaded people and stuff. It reminded me quite a lot of that. But I thought the graphics looked fantastic. The different environments they showed in kind of like the sizzle kind of trailer towards the end of that gameplay sequence looked great. The different environments looked fantastic. I'm just hoping that we don't always go back to the same old places in Star Wars, you know? We always seem to go back to the Wookiee homeworld. We always seem to go back to Hoth. We always seem to go back to Tatooine. I'd like to go some different, totally unique places that maybe is in the outside canon from the Legends content or something, but who knows? I mean, this is certainly one I'm going to be keeping my eyes on, and I was really impressed by it. Really was. Now, Phil, I don't imagine you came out with the same opinion as us on this. 
Oh, sorry guys, you just woke me up talking about Star Wars. There's too much Star Wars content out there in this world. <laughs> as much as I adorn my palace full of geek chic, I absolutely detest anything Star Wars, so I automatically switch off when I see an IP. I went to Disneyland earlier this year, I think it was the end of last year, and we walked through the Star Wars section, which people pay a lot of money to go to, and, and that's the whole reason for their trip. I just walked through and I was bored. I just wanted to go to the Toy Story part. Far more interesting than the Star Wars part. Star Wars, dead to me, dead to me. Now guys, I've got a question and a question. Is there any IP that you feel that way? As soon as you see it, you just switch off because you just cannot get on board with it. I do have one. And it's one that was in my kill. <laughs> and I said it in the past. I'll say it again. Assassin's Creed. I am so sick of Assassin's Creed. And what pisses me off is that every time they show it, they don't just show the next Assassin's Creed. They show the next six. And I'm like, man, come on. They're all the same game. And sure, there are slight <laughs> changes. And Valhalla was more like a freaking RPG for some reason. But I'm, I'm done. I've played four of them how many are there how will you keep making them there's more assassin's creed games than i swear final fantasy games at this point it's ridiculous just stop 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 have a conscious thought and make a different game just make something else it's not hard have a different idea anything else i feel like i'm on fucking blast here from you guys i thought mirage looked great i was so i was like yes this looks fantastic. Cancel. This looks like this looks like what I wanted from Assassin's Creed for years. Is it the same game I've played hundreds of times before back on PS3? Yes. Do I actually quite like that? <laughs> yeah, turns out I do. So I, I thought this looked good. It looked exactly like what Assassin's Creed 1 looks like in your memory. You know, if I went back and actually played it now, it would play like shit. It would look like arse. But in my mind's eye, it looks like that. And uh uh, yeah, I think this is this is going to be ringing that nostalgia bell. Ring a ding ding, baby. And I think it may be the thing that gets you back into Assassin's Creed. We'll wait and see. We'll wait and see. But for me, IP that makes me just switch off. Now, I could be a dick and say something like Transformers, right? Just to, just to chuck one in. But oh. I don't... <laughs> but I don't really feel that way. I'm just, I just don't really care about it. I think for me... If I had to think That's about fair. all over gaming or all over just media in general, I think it's probably, I got to think about this. Hmm. It's a tough one because I actually am quite open to most things. So it, to find something that just physically just doesn't work. Wait, it, it is the sexy episode. Hey, hey, hey. Yes. If it's going, a hole's a goal, baby. That's all I'm saying. Um, I think for me, I'm going to go for some of this proper weeb bullshit. And I'm going to go for Xenoblade. Xenoblade for me is the one that I would rather gouge my own eyes out because everything about it just looks unappealing. It's got weeb ass writing. The characters look like absolute dicks if they're men, if they're women. They're proper like body pillow material. It, it everything about it just really angers me, and the only interaction I have with them is from their fan base. Pretty much every single one of them, it's a fucking loser. So it, it is, <laughs> it is what it is. It doesn't sell itself as being something that I want to involve myself in. So I am uh, just staying clear from that entire thing. 
but but yeah, that's that's my that's my pick on that one. Um, I think for me, my HM's really uh, nice one for already mentioned Star Wars Spence. That was definitely in my list. I think for me, the one that I really liked was, and and this is going to be no surprise to anyone that knows me, Sonic Superstars. I thought that looked great. Four-player Sonic game in the classic style uh, that I've always really, really enjoyed. I thought this looks fab. I thought for me and Cass, this is something that we can dive in together and really enjoy as a twosome and just work our way through it, playing as Sonic and Knuckles. That looked great. But the one that takes the overall cake for me is, of course, Mortal Kombat 1. This game, I went into it with high expectations, always being an NRS fan. It looks wild. It looks nuts. Having this cameo system totally blows open the way that Mortal Kombat is going to be played. And for me, the creativity that's flowing across that game with the different ways that you use your cameo character. Oh, how the hell I'm going to juggle this in Street Fighter when this comes out in September is going to be tough. But I will find a way because this game looks phenomenal. Absolutely incredible. Did you guys have that same reaction? Well, the game looks phenomenal, but the way it was presented, I was a little bit like, Jeff, stop taking the words out of the developer's mouth because everything he's going to say, you've already said it. You were like, oh, so, you know, you get to fight with the characters that people know and there's some, is there going to be some sort of cameo system? And I'm like, Jeff, how do you know this? You don't know this. He's got to tell you. Be the presenter. Let him have the win. You've already taken it. He's got nothing to say. It's like most podcasts where Davey goes on a massive rant, says everything about a game, and then me and Spencer are just stumbling around going, yeah, it was great. Fucking great, that game. Because we've got <laughs> nothing else to say. Davey's already said it. So Davey, Jeff Keighley does exactly <laughs> the same thing. Exactly the same thing. And I really felt sorry for the guy who was trying to his best to upsell that Mortal Kombat because the game looks fabulous. It looks absolutely incredible. Again, I think it's one of those things, the same as you, that we're really going to struggle with it, but we're really going to want to play it. I don't know if I'm going to be maining this game, but I'm definitely going to be buying it and playing through the story because it looks it looks so much fun. It really does. Yeah, looks incredible. And you've got my boy, Kenshi, returning. I mean, that's all I needed. As soon as I saw Kenshi, I popped off. And it, it just... It looks wild. It looks absolutely incredible. Spence, how are we going to do this in September, mate? Are you going to you gonna try and juggle both? Bro, this game pissed me off, man. Seeing this game, I was angry because it looks so fucking good. And I am so balls deep in the Street Fighter at the minute. And I don't want to step away. So why, why, Ed Boon, do you have to make this beauty of a video game it looks so graphically stunning probably the best game i've ever seen it looks unreal and then the combat i thought why well, i said chances are the graphics because the way mortal Kombat works where it switches from cinematic to, to gameplay so fluidly i said there's no way the gameplay looks like that that looks so good it does it <laughs> does look like that it's so stupid how how do you make a game like that pissed me off man and the thing is i didn't like the idea the concept of the cameo characters at first and then i saw some gameplay and i was like oh this game's got some stuff the combos look huge already and then people were like and i didn't even use my cameo character watch this chuck the camera character and you get a whole reset an extra 20 hits it's like oh my god you're doing so much damage it's oh it's gonna i'm i'm gonna buy it 
I'm obviously going to buy it, <laughs> but it's just, I, oh, it, I, it won't be my main game. I can confidently say that it won't be my main game, but I'll play it. I'll put time into it. And I hope I don't like it as much as Street Fighter because <laughs> then it might be my main game, but I really don't want it to be because I'm, I love Street Fighter 6. It's probably one of my favorite games at the minute. So I, I'm, oh, it's pissed me off. It's actually, I'm angry how sick it is. God damn it. Ed Boon, you genius. Hopefully one of us is lucky enough to get into the beta. And if we are, then we can give our full thoughts on how the game actually is. If it is going to be the game, the fighting game of the year for 2023, because we have a very tough year in terms of fighting games this year. And of course, it will have to win the war for time, which is the hardest war on every single battlefront. But we will cross that bridge when we get there, either for the beta or for the full release in September. But that brings episode 69, the sexy episode, to a close. And that also means the next episode, guys, <laughs> you're in for a treat. Because we are going into the big quiz seven. Oh, will a new champion be reigned? Will Philip Hoy retain his title for two in a row, which has never happened on a big quiz? Only time will tell. Should we have a quick update on the current standings uh, for on. the shots? Go on. <sighs> yeah. So the current standings go a little like this. So I've got three shots to take because I haven't messed up very often. Okay, I lost the last quick news, but I'm quite glad I did because I'm going to be spitting feathers because I haven't got hardly any drinks to drink. And then we come over to Davey. You've got six to drink. Okay. And then there's Spencer. He's got seven to drink. <laughs> so you're at least doing seven shots during episode 70. Because I was the winner of episode 60, I've got five to give out. And I believe, Davey, you've still got two to give out because of your <laughs> predictions as well. So there's going to be lots of shots going round on episode 70. <laughs> so guys, book off the Sunday. Book off the Saturday because you're going to be in bed for most of that. <laughs> Recovering. It's going to be a savage one. Who will survive? That would be the question for the next episode. But we will see you again in two weeks' time. Because I have been Davey. I've, of course, been Phil. And like always, I'm Spencer. Take care, guys. Peace. In PS We Trust is hosted by Davey, Phil, and Spencer. You can write into the show via our email, pswetrust at gmail.com. Our Twitter is at inpswetrust. To find each of us online, follow our Twitters at ssjdavy, at philiphoy, at spenpie underscore. Thank you for listening. Take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. See ya.